This episode of The Full Nerd is sponsored by Falcon Northwest. If you're looking for a kick-ass, reliable work or gaming PC, head over to falconnorthwest.com and configure the rig of your dreams. In this episode of The Full Nerd, we talk juicing benchmarks, anti-leg plus returning, and power supply changes. We're going to roll with it. And welcome to episode 291 of the Full Nerd PC World's premier PC hardware podcast. I am your fill-in host, Adam Patrick Murray. On the line today, we have Elena E. Hello, Elena. Hello, everybody. You were eating cereal earlier. Please, please tell us which cereal. What, 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 uh, what's your go-to? Apparently, apparently, it'll kill you because there's a new chemical they've been studying, and uh, the U.S. now allows it on imported oat and oat products yeah yeah so uh i should stop eating it but it's just trader joe's like cheerio equivalent oh do they call uh, them trader o's <laughs> yeah those yeah yeah i'm not a fan of trader joe's I, uh, oh, yeah. it's a good name i'll stop eating them after i finish the box but i'm like at this point well you know what there's plenty of things in san francisco that'll kill you other than trader joe's uh, i honestly i was i was eating this and i was just thinking man modern living will kill you it's true yeah uh, uh, On that note, hey, yeah, well. yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, alive and in person is uh, Will Smith. Hello, Hi, I'm Will. in the room with you. You're today. at the table. I know. Yeah, uh, it's it's fun. Glad to have you here. Uh, also uh, manning the verticals and horizontals is Willis Lie. Hello, hello, everyone. I am trying to uh, keep up with the fashion here. All three of you guys have glasses. I just quickly put on. Uh, oh yeah, a pair myself. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, half beard, half not. Well, I, I like that we yeah, somebody was, pointed it out in chat that we go from no beard, little beard, big little beard. beard, big beard. Yeah, yeah, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I will have to get something as easy as Willis's glasses so I can just be like, Look, a match. Back in the tested days, Norm had a yarn beard that he would pull out when he needed to do a me impersonation. So I think he got it on Etsy. Uh, yes, sure. yes, a yarn beard. That'd actually be a good <laughs> yeah. idea. Uh, before we get into the topics, because we we got some good co- topics to cover today, I do want to remind people right now. You can go over and uh, and 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 enter to win this AMD Starfield bundle that includes a uh, Radeon 7 7800X3D uh, in a nice Starfield packaging. The CPU does not look any different. Uh, and then the GPU is a Radeon RX 7900XTX with beautiful Starfield uh, uh, coloring. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, who cares what you think about the game. This is a, a powerful combo. <laughs> And it's beautiful. The, the GPU is just pure, a thing of beauty. I'm guessing this is an AMD thing, not a Starfield thing, probably. Uh, it was, uh, no, Bethesda did not now. send this okay. to me. Okay. AMD sent it just to me. Just making sure. Listen, I played way too many hours of Starfield. Like I got weirdly addicted to it for a while. So I'm, I'm not anti-Starfield. It's just I know some people are. But it's like, hey, you don't need to like Starfield to get this bundle. Yeah, it looks pretty. Yeah. The video card's pretty. It looks pretty. Uh, there's so a link pretty. in the description to go over to Gleam.io. Uh, and uh, I th- hopefully Willis can put it in the chat as well. Yep. Uh, we have, yeah, and there's extra ways to enter. So, you know, you can put in your, your, uh, your you get a free entry uh, just by signing up. Uh, and then we've got some other, other ways to, to get some entries in there, including a, a daily bonus. A lot of people have been uh, taking advantage of the daily bonus. So get in there. Uh, one of them is to uh, go over and review us on the Apple podcast. I only oh. picked Apple Podcast. There's only you can only link out to one place. Apple Podcast is where most people listen to us for the audio feed. So 
That's why I pointed it there. I don't use Apple Podcasts, but you know. Well, the, the secret of podcasts is that the only index that matters is Apple because everybody else just scrapes Apple right. and yeah, uses yeah. their API to get their yeah yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, and usually I talk about reviewing the podcast at the end, but I I do need to bring this up um, because of this. We I, we were counting this morning. We got like Ooh. twenty reviews in. I, I quickly want to go through them because like it literally warmed my heart. Uh, I, oh. I should send this over to uh, to you, Elena, so you can look through some of these as well. Because uh, yeah, you know, I mean, we we get reviews here and there, uh, but not not like a ton coming in so this is a, a nice fresh wave uh we got somebody who said uh, uh this podcast uh, idi this podcast is so fun to listen to and provides lots of information uh, to stay updated uh awesome bm jones said this is a great podcast keeping me up to date on the latest tech hardware i look forward to it every week thank you thank you uh sbb said uh excellent source of what's going on in the pc enthusiast community uh yeah just uh, all five star reviews uh i wouldn't hate you if you t- it wasn't five star it's okay we'll take a four star uh, but yeah, so so many good reviews that it literally did make me like tear up a little bit because you know I mean we, we get feedback you know on on the stuff that we're doing but like to 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 see all the the reviews was just like ah that's that's cool made, made me feel good so thank you yeah. everybody and you got uh, an entry for this awesome giveaway uh, so we will be wrapping this up live on the air uh, in next week's episode uh, so I think I have it set to end at like eleven or something like that. Uh, next Tuesday, so get so your entries get in. Get your entries in. Get the oh. bonuses in. Get that bonus, that daily bonus. Right now, we are sitting at uh, what is it? We have how many? Uh, Fifty three hundred entries uh, <gasps> are currently wow. in right now. Wow! Yeah. Uh, so yeah, lots of people have entered. Still plenty of time uh, to get in there. And we've got five. Uh, I should say five of these packages. So one of them I had to open to put it on the desk. So I'm sorry, whoever gets this, maybe I'll leave a little handwritten note apologizing. Uh, and then the the rest of them are yeah, brand brand it's, spanking new. You yeah, just, and you can't buy these. It says not for resale on the top. So like this is the only way you can get these. As oh far yeah, as I yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, the, there, there's been a lot of other giveaways. Uh, you know that, and then the avatar bundle stuff like that. So mm-hmm. thank you to AMD for for sending these over. Uh, I'm excited for it. Uh, but I'm also excited to talk about our topics. So. Uh, let's move over. The first topic is talking about uh, benchmarking. Have you ever benchmarked anything, Will? You know, I, I've, I have once or twice I have done a benchmark, yes. Okay, yeah. Well, uh, have you ever lied about a benchmark? No. The whole point of doing benchmarks is that you, you tell the truth and then you figure out why the numbers are jacked up. Or you rerun them until you get the, the, the thing that makes more sense because you've set something up wrong. Is, could, could what you just told me be a lie? That, that you're not lying? This, How would I know? Wait, is, uh, wait. If, if, if everything I say is a lie and nothing is a lie, and I say I'm yeah. lying, then am I telling the truth or not? And then get my head just exploded. Yeah, I think that's the point of benchmarks, though, because other people can run them too. Right? Yeah, th- yeah. That, that is something that Gordon has always pointed to. He said, like, "Hey, I like it's hard because the numbers, the numbers don't lie. Like, as long as you ran the numbers in an appropriate way." The numbers are the numbers, so like you, you can know. make mistakes, and your numbers will not be the same as everybody else's yeah, numbers. Yeah. Or, you, or you can or test. High. I mean, but also you can test in different ways too. You know, yeah. a, a mm-hmm. CPU review, mm-hmm. uh, the numbers could be different depending on the motherboard you used, or the GPU, or the the storage. So, I mean, the, you know, there's different configurations. So, I, I had the benefit of doing video card benchmarks in a time when video card benchmarking was a lot simpler. When you know, when we had like three settings, it was like good. <laughs> 
medium <laughs> or great. And we didn't have things like ray tracing and 15 different kinds of anti-aliasing and vendor-specific super sampling implementations and all this crazy stuff that made things a lot more complicated. Very so, complicated. Yeah, that's why in some ways the CPU side is is a lot easier uh, to a certain degree because it's, uh, yeah, like it, it's not... I mean, a lot of people review CPUs under the guise of like gaming, I don't really care too much for the gaming it kind side of it. Doesn't matter, right? I mean, it does for sure, but at the same time, not enough. Yeah, I guess. Like, so that's why I like benchmarking other things. Anyway, one of the most popular. But okay, I should not say that. I don't know if it's popular. It's popular in certain circles. Is the spec benchmark uh, stands for? Oh no, crap! I don't have it pulled up. Supreme Andy Performance oh. Evaluate Corporation. Uh. Yes, I have it in the there article right here. Yeah, so the, there's an article by, is... by Mike uh, Mike Kreider over on on. Uh, there's actually a link in the description. You can pop over there, uh, Elena. What? Go for it. Oh, I was just going to say. So SPEC is an acronym, and it stands for Standard Performance Evaluation Corporation. Yep. Awesome. Yep. And it has a a, a benchmark suite. Uh, you know, they uh, they run it through a lot of stuff. Uh, Doctor Ian Cutris of Tech Tech Potato Fame uh, actually likes SPEC a lot. Uh, he he's used it. Uh, Gordon has said he. I, I don't ever since I've been here I don't remember him running spec he said it was a, a, a little more heavy lifting uh, to run uh, is, but it's also a little bit more like uh, server kind of focused too from what I understand is is it a yeah, is it a okay. synthetic or is it a, a real world kind of hybrid type thing honestly I I don't know uh, okay yeah but I I think it is supposed to be more real world indicative uh, anyway the 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 story uh, spec. Uh, has accused uh, let's let's read the headline uh, uh, spec has accused or I'm sorry Intel accused of inflating CPU benchmark results uh, spec says Intel's Xeon processors were using a compiler that artificially inflated the results of its industrial benchmark by as much as nine percent nine percent's a lot in the modern CPU era nine percent is a lot I, there, there's actually a whole uh, lack of a better term white paper i don't know uh, some sort of like uh, link that you can, you can go to uh in in the article uh other people have have talked about this and kind of broken it down spec is once again not something i've used so i'm not as familiar with it uh but it does do a lot of compiling kind of things uh and there's different compilers that you can use uh spec is saying that um uh, intel was using a specific compiler for a specific test uh that they uh they were able to look at the numbers and notice that a bunch of these numbers were uh, you know like an average of 9% uh over uh the same performance uh because of the compiler they used and then therefore they're invalidating uh 2600 of those results which sound like a lot you know, I, and for for a major benchmark to come, I mean, that's that's almost the equivalent of like Cinebench coming out and being like, "Hey, we found twenty six hundred of these uh, benchmark results, and they're invalid because uh, they were tested uh, in a way that we didn't like." Well, it's interesting because spec is the benchmark that you have to compile yourself, right? Yes, so far uh, that that's what I've heard. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's definitely one of those things that takes a lot of heavy lifting, and they're talking specifically about Xeon processors here. Um, and a, a, a certain version of the, the spec test. Uh, I wish I could get more into details. I actually did talk to, to Dr. Ian Cutris of Tech Tech Potato fame. Uh, he messaged me over on uh, on Discord, and uh, I asked him if, he, if I could read a, a quote, um, which I'm going to bring up here. Um, so, he, you know, he's somebody who, like I said, uses spec a lot, yeah. uh, and he doesn't seem to think that this is necessarily like a 
uh, a big thing. So I'm just going to read here uh, from from Ian. Uh, quote: This specific niche optimization happened in a single test in a suite of 16 tests um, using tools only a few businesses or researchers actually use. With the regular compiles like GCC, this niche optimization doesn't happen, and those who care about the numbers that much typically only look at the sub-test scores. This over-optimization only happened on one test out of 16. It's happened before on spec 2006. People simply ignored that subtest with with when it was run with that specific tool during the specific niche optimization, end quote. Uh, so, so that's, I, I wondered, because if, if since you compile it yourself, it's not like the the error is in, like if Gordon or, or Dr. Cutris used this benchmark hmm. and they use GCC to do the compiling versus whatever compiler Intel used, they're not going to see the cooked results or the inflated results. Yeah. And once again, it's not all of them that, that Intel had uh, yeah. submitted. It's specifically that test. So you know, 2600 does sound like a, a lot. But yeah. once again, this is just one test in a suite of 16 tests, you know, using a specific p- compiler and it can depend on the compiler. So I don't know. Yeah, I I think the bigger thing I've seen a lot of people be like, oh, man, look at Intel again, you know, juicing the numbers and, and, and lying to us. Uh, you know, what else are they lying about? You know, how d- deep does this rabbit hole go? All that kind of stuff. I, I even saw one comment. I think Gordon had shared it with me of somebody uh, saying like, oh, yeah, th- this is why I don't trust Intel. Um so, like, I, I think the bigger question is, how nefarious is it? I, I mean, I think everybody, if somebody comes to you and you're in Intel or NVIDIA or AMD or wherever, and, and somebody in the in the benchmarking department is like, hey, we get 9% better results on this when we do it this way versus this way, they're probably going to always recommend that you do it that way. Like, it, like, one of the things I think people don't know is that when you do hardware reviews, along with review samples come guides, and they're like, hey, here's... And I think these started out as... Hey, here's a, here's numbers that are sanity check numbers. This is what we get when we run these numbers mm-hmm. in our lab, so that when you set up your same test bed with the best CPU or best video card or whatever, and you run the same numbers, you have a you have a point of comparison. So you know that your test bed is set up right. You're running the right drivers. All the all the fifty five thousand different variables that can jack up your benchmark runs mm-hmm. are correct before you go and spend you know in some cases a couple of days per per run on on these on these big benchmarks. Um, I, I think now. They're a little, you know, now maybe people, companies use those a little bit more as, hey, we would recommend that you test on these because these are the numbers that we outperform the competition on. Uh, this is one layer further than that, right? Which is, which feels bad. I, I don't, I don't really, like spec isn't a thing I was super familiar with before the story came up. And I don't know how important it is, especially in consumer space for, for servers and workstations, probably much more so. Yeah, yeah. I and once again, that that's I think the bigger question is like, oh, okay, how nefarious is it that they did this? Uh, obviously, they want their parts to be in the best light, but also, who are they? Who are they? Uh, you know, d- does this trickle down to consumers? And right, that that's that's our job as benchmarkers to get the get yeah. the 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 parts in. We see their numbers. We we run it. We provide our numbers, and so I think there's there's always at least that little uh, bit of a, a buffer zone to be like, okay, here's the the performance you're claiming. Here's the performance we're getting, and sometimes that lines up. Sometimes it doesn't. Uh, so yeah, I and, and really the only time this is a real problem is when the inflated results don't reflect real world performance, right? So if right. if in, Intel has a compiler hack that makes the software that this benchmark is ostensibly measuring faster on on in real software not just in the benchmark that's a completely different situation than if 
Mm-hmm. You know, for example, the the it's only faster than the benchmark, which was a thing that happened a ton in the early 2000s before we were kind of, you know, all talking to each other and looking at everybody else's benchmark results. And there were only a handful of places doing benchmarks. Yeah, I was actually talking to Gordon about this as well. Uh, and he... Um his, he, here's his summary. He said, basically, spec uh, CPU 2017 is the benchmark. Vendors testing using spec uh, with that uh, was compiled with a certain compiler version that were ruled out in violation of rule 1.4, uh, whatever. Thus, spec will toss out those results. So uh, they, yeah, he he linked the actual uh, usability thing. So I'm, I'm not going to read this whole thing, but there is in the guidelines, a you know, 1.4 a spec uh, CPU 2017 result is a claim about maturity of per- performance methods. So, yeah, uh, you can, I mean, if you care that much, you can get into the details of it. Um, but, yeah, uh, Gordon then followed up saying, like, people should know it's not 2,600 plus benchmarks. It's the submissions. It would be like Geekbench tossing out 2,600 results because people were cheating. The actual benchmark impact is very small and confined to a, a couple of tests. And what... And what happens uh, is that vendors can just rerun using the new compiler and resubmit the the, the data with obviously a nine percent performance hit. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's one of those things where I think a lot of people have have ran with the the details once again and been like, oh man, you know, we we can't trust benchmark results. But you know, mm. I, I don't know. What what do you think, Elena? Uh, I feel like I'm channeling Brad here mm-hmm. where I feel like for my brain, it just summarizes the whole situation as it's always good to have watchdogs, you know, in some form mm-hmm. in the industry. Right. So the work that people do to double check and say like, Hey, does this actually do what you say it's doing? And how did you get there? So that's good. And we have that on the consumer side. We have, I mean, obviously journalists who do that. Uh, we have independent uh, companies that do that. Um, but more importantly, and this is where I feel like I'm uh, summoning Brad here, channeling his spirit <laughs> through through me, which is, uh, he's not dead. I just want to clarify. <laughs> no, he, he, he couldn't, he he couldn't join us. He had to take uh, today off. So. Uh, we would not be this calm if Brad <laughs> yeah, was yeah. not okay. Um, uh, I just, I think that we've always told people who watch especially when we do like the like uh, mystery science theater uh 3000 type live streams right when we see a presentation and we see the numbers and we see what people are saying we say take it with a grain of salt you know wait for wait for things to be independently verified Mm -hmm. we have so many different resources now that all publish their information in the same time window and we have a bunch of people who keep following up afterwards too right so you go to your favorite channels including ours you go to your favorite website including ours and you just kind of look at all the numbers and then you make your you make your own opinion based off of that you know if you're if you're following the space if you're a sharp person you're going to say like hey wait a second this seems a little strange to me. Has anyone talked about it? And of course, there's probably going to be people on Reddit or forums somewhere talking about it as well. So I think it's just a, just a reminder not to accept things at face value. And that's kind of the, what we've always talked about. And this one's interesting because as you pointed out at the beginning of the show, Adam, uh, it involves so much more money right? Like it's, it's the enterprise side of things. Like people are investing in these companies and, you know, trading stocks based off, you know, projections and things like that. So it has an effect on that side, but for the consumer point of view, I I don't think it changes much for us in, in just in terms of how we approach things and the advice that we give. The thing that I wonder is 
because this is an enterprise piece of software, and like just to be clear, if you want to buy this benchmark, it's like a thousand dollars, right? So it's a yeah. lot of money for like like if you're Joe Sixpack at home and want to benchmark your computer, you're probably not going to buy spec. But because it costs so much money and because it's used for the industry purposes, they have a vested interest in you know checking it and testing it and making sure that the results jibe with the with the with the real world performance, stuff like that. And I wonder how many other benchmarks that are not backed by this industry group are maybe sneaking by though right like like do we like is is every, everybody's looking at the benchmarks that that places like us and you gamers nexus mm-hmm. and everybody's using to test their hardware so you know are we going back and confirming not always i mean we're usually a little scrappier than than your giant industry <laughs> standard groups yeah. so yeah 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 <clears throat> and i think <clears throat> excuse me um the uh, the the fact that this that spec was able to find these numbers, I mean, uh, like good on them for coming out and and saying that uh, for sure. Like you know, I I don't think this is a problem with spec. I think they're just putting out the information there. I think it's more just the headlines around it of like, you know, hey, you know, Intel caught cheating kind of thing, where it's like, okay, you know, spec did their job. They they saw some numbers and they're like, hey, under this compiler, it doesn't make sense with our whatever our rule, you know. One one point four, or whatever, and and uh, and so we're going to invalidate those results. And it's like, okay, awesome. Then uh, you know, it gets resubmitted, or, or who knows. Um, <clears throat> I did uh, reach out to Intel for comment because uh, I noticed on a lot of these stories, uh, Intel was not reached out to for comment. And if if there's one thing I have learned from uh, from Gordon is to uh, the 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 amount of emails this guy fires off to reach out to comment uh, is is very high. So oh, yeah, uh, I'm trying to learn that journalism. as well. Yeah, journalism, baby. Uh, so I do have an official comment from Intel. Uh, quote, we respect the spec committee decision and are focused on delivering world real world workload performance for our customers, end quote. So there you go. Uh, they, you know, they're like, OK, it's we, a juicy headline, though. I mean, that's why that's why we're talking about it. It's, it's a, like, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, yes. <laughs> and once again, I mean, once again, the, the way you run a benchmark can really change the 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 result you know like in this case it's using a different compiler so whether it's nefarious or not you know like okay they they ran a compiler they can run a different compiler and get different results uh you know i think about the way we configure our systems i mean some people on the cpu side some people limit it to you know the the intel spec uh, 253 you know power limit for a, uh, a core i9 review uh but the way that that I review it in the way that, that Gordon had has reviewed it as to say, hey, actually let the the motherboard uh, do unlimited power, you know, because that's how a lot of people are going to get it by default, uh, and those are going to change the numbers as well, you know. So like, yeah. uh, there's different ways to get different results. Um, whether I mean, people call us shills all the time, so whatever, <laughs> you know, like for the way we test certain things, but like it's it's more information out there you have to kind of look through the information and be like okay is that relevant to me is that information i want to trust does it cross-reference with you know a way somebody else was tested that's why i think a a lot of i I know it's getting in the weeds a lot of people just want to see a score or 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 review and be like okay that's the one i should get but also i do think it is really good to know what goes behind these benchmarks and the thinking and why we ran certain things uh, because some of the testing might apply to you, some of it might not. Uh, you know, yes. but it gives at least it gives at least a, a better understanding of of what was run, why it was run, and how it could impact you. I do think there is maybe an important, though subtle, distinction to make here, which is that uh, there is a difference between a company uh, looking 
at something and going, ha, I bet I could game that a little bit, so to speak. I'm not saying that's what they did exactly, but this is a very informal summary of it, right? And somebody choosing to just upfront run benchmarks with certain parameters that will give them different results compared to somebody else who does different, who has their own slightly different set of uh, parameters, right? So I can see why here people are getting upset because the the looking at something and saying like, huh, can I approach that differently to get, you know, results that look more favorable to me, perhaps, is something that's done more behind the scenes. It's not something that your average person is going to be examining and say like, ah, I just, I saw that, like I picked that up. That's why we have, are hearing this from a company that's managing this kind of benchmark thing, right? I think uh, just to, cl- so to clarify, the point I'm making here is to clarify is that when you are looking at benchmarks, right? Uh, you do want to take what you're saying, Adam, which is like, how how did the reviewer, you know, bake this pie, so to speak, like the end results that they got, <laughs> mm, like, you know, because, sure. oh my God, sorry, slight tangent. <laughs> but when you watch all these like Instagram reels where like they do the science of baking, right? Where it's like same ingredients, but like different order of how you put the ingredients together and you mm. get like a fluffy cake versus like a dense cake. Like that's, that's fascinating. <laughs> and I think benchmarks are kind of similar, oh, yeah, right? That's, that's where it's like, analogy, you yeah. have the same cake, but it came out just a little differently, but it's not like they purposely, you know, try oh, to ch- change it. I it's just benchmarking that- cakes. Yeah, I want to take down. Yeah. Uh. yeah. <laughs> but it's just that, you know, when you take that into account, but you look at the final numbers, right? So like Intel or whatever, AMD, NVIDIA, all these companies, you know, even the phone sex uh, area like Samsung, they say like, hey, you're going to get this much performance and somebody runs a benchmark in DaVinci or whatever you're actually doing and you don't get that 9%, you don't get that 15%, you don't get that 20%. Well, what really matters to you in the end, especially as consumers, is what you actually get. Yeah. You know? So that's really what you should be looking for. And we should just still have watchdogs being like, hey, don't 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 do shady marketing stuff or don't do like weird stuff because, you know, whatever. Like in in the benchmark hall of shame, there's there's not putting an X axis on like not labeling the X axis on your on your benchmark bars (laughs) on the keynote. Right. That's that's a little bit bad. Right. I mean, I feel like the trend lately, too, is that like, oh, hey, here's here's the 100 percent. Look, this is like 200 percent faster. Okay, well, what are the actual numbers? Oh, I don't know. It's two and it's two faster. and four frames yeah, yeah. per second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, like I don't really like that either. You know, I don't know. But also, I just feel like a lot of these companies know. I mean, especially in the consumers consumer space. Maybe not so much in the big server space. I mean, we we don't test Xeons or Threadrippers officially here anymore, right? So uh, in the consumer uh-huh. space, a lot of the CPUs are are going to be reviewed. Like, so it's yeah. the numbers are going to come out like, like you're either you're either going to pull one over on somebody because they didn't look somewhere uh, or you're going to be found out. So like the incentive, I don't know, like it just doesn't seem to be good. This is why I tend to give the benefit of the doubt on this stuff. I think, you know, everybody's doing more with less these days. Mm-hmm. Intel's done layoffs like like. It's entirely possible that somebody was just like, hey, if you flip this flag, it runs 9% faster than if you flip this flag. Okay, well, this is our recommendation then. And and yeah. like it could just be an honest mistake. I, I don't think we should give giant multi-billion dollar companies the benefit of the doubt generally. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, But yeah, like no. I don't th- – I wouldn't ascribe malicious intent here. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. So I, I – like, Unless I, there's a systematic uh, – yeah. unless, unless we see other benchmarks where there's systematic kind right. of – Well, you know, I, you know, I, I got I to see uh, – I, I got to go straight to the source. I'm going to phone a friend. Oh, no. Uh, because – <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I just I want to feel. Let, let's see. I'm gonna. I'm calling up. Ring, 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 ring. Hello. 
book. I, I, I feel like we need a little more context on this. Hello. Uh, hello, Gordon. Hey, what's going on? Hey, uh, you're, you're live on uh, 1055, <laughs> the, the, the full nerd. Just kidding. Hey, uh, Gordon. Oh, I'm a longtime listener. First time uh, caller. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for calling in. Hi, Gordon. We got Will here. Um, Elena's on the line, so you can't hear her, uh, but she says hi. Uh, so we're, we're talking about these benchmarks. Uh, you're, you're, you're familiar with the story about uh, Intel, Intel flubbing all these spec numbers? Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it, I've been kind of like, and again, you know, uh, spec, for people who don't know, it's been around since 1988. It's a well-respected benchmarking organization. It's basically benchmarks created by the vendors who actually create the hardware, right? Uh, Intel, I'll, I'll tell you the history, Intel's long push like, uh, Gordon, stop using your toy benchmarks, you should be using spec, because everybody respects spec. Uh, people who make these benchmarks work at AMD, they work at Intel, they work at NVIDIA. In fact, the benchmark in question here um, was created by IBM, I think. It was a, it tells you exactly who created it. So. Oh, so I, yeah, I didn't know it was a, a consortium, kind of like a PCI SIG, so all the, all the companies coming together to make a benchmark? Yeah, I, and, you know, again, these are, these, are, these are deep industry experts who create the chips themselves, and so they sort of agree to these are parameters you should be testing with. Um, and you, I think you touched on it earlier. I have been lurking. Oh, in the chat. <laughs> oh, a wild Gordon in the chat. <laughs> but, uh, so I do want to make sure people understand the, there's some things that I think is being lost because um, in the, the problem is it's a very complicated subject. Most people are not familiar with spec, how spec operates. I'm not that familiar with it because, again, it's a pain in the butt to, to deal with. <laughs> you got to compile it yourself. But um, people are saying Intel was the one that was cheating. Uh, and, you know, again, our jobs in the media, uh, people who don't know, the official job is the media to find somebody to blame for everything. <laughs> so um, in looking for who to blame for this, whose fault is this, who did what wrong, what was wrong, done wrong. I think people are jumping a little too much conclusion wanting to blame Intel because, again, so if you want to run spec, you buy it. There are healthy discounts for, you know, like poor students and academics, but it's... I'll get that student discount. Elena, get on it. Yeah. (laughs) So you get get it. um, You get the source code. You have to compile it. There are many different versions of spec to measure all different kinds of, you know, from Java to graphics performance, workstation graphics. Uh, spec, the one we're talking about here, particularly spec CPU 2017, uh, the year obviously tells you how old it is. But uh, so if I were to run this benchmark, I get the source code, I could pile it, and there's actually rules that I'm supposed to follow if I want to submit those benchmarks. So if I For like an official it, submission. To, yeah, if I do an official submission, I have to run it the way that they want me to run it mm. so they so, when you say that you mean like they give you compiler flags and all that kind of like yeah. you run a specific compiler so and write flags, flags and all that there's all kinds of stuff you have to set so the i think one of the problems people are automatically saying well intel's cheating um that would be like if i had to run the, the way to explain it would be if i had to run geekbench and the way they distributed geekbench was you get the source code and i have to compile it and i have to compile it the right way Okay, now I've compiled it, and now I submit the test, and it's a test that Gordon has run on his Gordon line of PCs. Oh, yeah, the high quality, 
high quality, low high quality low, low prices, high quality. <laughs> it's the best thing you can get the low quality, high quality, low prices. But so the thing is, if I'm compiling it and I'm submitting it, is that Intel's fault that I didn't follow whatever you know flag? So I, I think people are people shouldn't jump to the conclusion that it's Intel running the test and submitting it. It's basically vendors who are making the hardware that are compiling it and running it themselves, right? And- However. What they are saying, Spec is saying, and we don't know exactly who flagged it, whether this is just simply a bunch of chip nerds sitting at the round table going, oh, hey, what's up with this result? Let's look at this closely, or whether it was like a competitor of Intel saying, hey, this result is 10%, 9% faster. We're going to knock you out. Something's not right here. I don't know what exactly happened there. But um, I think people need to understand that it's not Intel who ran the test. They did, however, do the compiler uh, builds that spec is saying, you know what? We think what you did in this compiler build is 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 not in the spirit of how we want to run spec because spec CPU 2017. If you actually look at what it's for, it's made to measure CPU performance. It is made to measure. Let me actually read this. So I want to make sure I get it right. It's made to measure processor performance. It's made to measure memory performance. And it's made to measure compiler performance. So C, mm-hmm. C++, and Fortran compilers. So it, the compiler component is sort of part of the testing. Mm-hmm. And that's why they kind of want to make sure that if you're testing, if I understand it, if you're testing the compiler, we want you to run it this way. And what this sort of, and I'm, I'm kind of down with what Ian says, this is a little bit of a tempest in a teapot because um, it, it is a couple of, it's a, it's a, couple of small suites it's basically looking at a xml uh xml to html conversion um there's 43 tests itself in all the spec cpu uh but what i'm, I'm trying to say is uh oh, what the hell am i trying to say obviously i was just kind of sitting here chewing my gum <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think i think the bigger question for me is like do you do you feel like you know, oh this is intel up to their old tricks again you, you just can't trust them you just is, yeah, does this I mean, shake your see, trust in, in vendors? See, I, I, I can't say. And again, because I, you know, when you, I'm wearing my journalism hat, I have to. I, I don't have any proof of that. What I do know is, Spec is saying we don't like how you did this in this compiler. We're going to toss out these results because you didn't follow Rule 1.4. It's it's almost like it's almost like um, when you see that if you watch NBA or you watch NFL. It's like listening to the rules committee, the NFL or the NBA. After you know, it's just it's it seems like it's so like oh, this is just such a not big deal in a way because it's just like okay, so you don't like this, we'll toss out the results, kind of move on. In fact, I think they've already this uh, compiler version has been out for since I think 2023, but I think they've already moved on. So it's like what Will said earlier. It's like somebody said, hey, uh, let's you. In your when you build this compiler, maybe somebody threw a flag and they didn't realize this is something that's going to violate something spec is going to do. Uh-huh. Because if you're doing if you're doing the one API compiler, your job isn't to worry about spec, really, is it? I mean, it's really to probably make the best compiler for one API. So again, getting back to what our I kind of consider our jobs is we get to blame people. I'm not so sure I can blame Intel necessarily for. All right, well, that, then, then who then who is to blame, Gordon? <laughs> is, well, I, I think it's one of those things where it probably is just like something I'd introduce 
it's into into the compiler and stuck doesn't like it so they're going to say you can't use this compiler version to if you want to submit formal spec numbers and move on so i I don't think it's i don't think it's a it's a big deal i don't think i have no proof of malice i have no proof that they did it intentionally because they really want to pick up nine percent in xml to html conversion performance and that's the reason why they want to take this pr hit i so i i don't think i i can see that here so but what about the fortran compiling that's what i really want to know (laughs) yeah no it's really a surprise right because if you look at it because you can i i sent you guys the the list of the the 43 Mm -hmm. different benchmarks that are here these are designed again by chip nerds and you know software nerds that are in the industry oh the worst (laughs) they look at everything from uh, Perl interpreter performance to uh, out, you know, AI performance, obviously, video compression. They look at Sudoku performance, like, okay, in Fortran. Wait, like a puzzle? Like generating? Yeah, there's there's a dot exchange 2 underscore R that looks at spec rate integer performance for Sudoku. Right? So so that means that theoretically <laughs> I can find out how fast a CPU I need to, to never, to have all the Sudokus I could do for the rest of my life in like three seconds that's that's my yeah, new benchmark yeah so basically if you care about sudoku performance you know i mean spec is for know, me you, you know. could look at that spec 548 exchange to and 648 exchange to look at and there's other things they look at again that probably aren't going to apply too much to consumers again this this is, is a doesn't really apply most uh this does not apply to consumers well explosion I, modeling physics molecular dynamics well, but I, I, dynamics, weather forecasting, that kind of stuff. I think I think the worry is that oh hey Intel you know got away with this or you know got caught on this one, but they they are flubbing some consumer numbers, and now we need to be on the lookout for those too, or or just not believe those numbers either. Yeah, so that, I mean that's a conclusion everybody's going to jump to, and this is the problem that you know we have no proof of that. Uh, but the unfortunate thing for Intel, and this, I would honestly say that Microsoft has often found itself in the spot, is they have been slapped. They've had their hands slapped by the government before um, for benchmark shenanigans. And let's be honest, uh, most of companies who make hardware probably have also pushed the margins on on performance benchmarks because Intel and uh, being the force that it has and being publicly uh, slapped on the hand before, they are like an ex-con, right? So you have a record. <laughs> so the next time I get picked up, <laughs> oh, shit, you're, you're, you're an ex-con. Beep. I'm not going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Clearly, if you're testing, if you're – if I read a headline that you were cheating on a server benchmark, <laughs> I'm going to now suspect that you're cheating on – uh, Geekbench and Cinebench and all these others. I again, that's very much jumping to conclusion. That's I don't think that's fair. I well, don't think there's any indication that this is that big of a deal. Uh, it certainly is worth talking about because it is because I I feel people need to understand this probably doesn't have that much bearing on other things. Because again, when I download Geekbench, I download Cinebench. Um, it's pre-compiled. Yeah, right? I don't get yeah. to I don't get to screw around with the, any compiler flags. Uh, Gordon, spec is a, is a different tool. So, Gordon, do they recommend that you compile spec differently for different CPUs? Like, you compile it differently for an AMD CPU than you do for an Intel CPU, or is it the same for everything? Or do I you know? know? I haven't looked at it, but they include, you know, a. And this is the reason why I've I've sort of not been a huge fan of running uh, spec uh, is because 
if you're configuring it, I, I suspect, yeah, you do have to throw, you have to make sure that you are throwing the right flags for what you're testing on because they have versions that run on Mac OS. They mm. have versions that run, you know, different. They, it's not, it's not made only for our, our simple uh, x86 limited world, right? It's just made to test a, a much broader hardware. And also, if you look at, by the way, I just want to mention all the results. Um, one of the results I was looking at earlier that actually has this, that has been marked as, you know, one of the ones that violates it. That was submitted. The test sponsor is Cisco Systems, and it was tested by Cisco. So I, again, oh. that has, Intel had nothing to do with actually running it. Um, you know, it has that note saying that this violated Rule 1.4 of the NFL and NBA. And, you know, we're just leaving this up here because you want to know. It doesn't make you feel any better because you still lost your game, but we're going to make, we're going to talk about it anyway. <laughs> two minute, two minute, two minute post game. And this is run on a, a Intel Xeon Platinum 8460H, which is, uh, well, how many cores is that? Let's see. This is a, an 80 core, two, 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 two CP, two socket, 80 core. A Xeon build built by Cisco. So, huh. just to, to give people, because I, you know, the problem is um, a lot of the coverage is covered by the a lot of uh, consumer tech websites, and they don't understand that this is the yeah, spec. Really, this is not the same as you know. A, it's a it's broader. Yeah. They have they have Blender performance now in there as well. So. No. So, so, so what I'm hearing is it's Intel's fault that the Chiefs won the Super Bowl because they got the extra pass on <laughs> oh, the. Uh... Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too soon, yeah, well, I mean, too it's soon. Just feel like arguing. It's it, this is this is the this is on e, this is what ESPN has turned about and just oh, no. shouting shows where you, you just all <laughs> shout about about what happened and what should have happened and blah blah blah. But uh, it's but, a, I, I do agree that it's mostly a, a deficit that you bought because it looks like I was trying to find out what the current version of one API. It looks like they've already, they've already rolled out new versions. So it's interesting. Like the optimization was rolled in maybe uh, at some point early last year. And then it was, then they removed the optimization at a certain point. So hmm. the newer versions um, with the newer compiler of one API, it, it doesn't even occur. So it does feel like it, could be explained by somebody screwed up by well i wouldn't even say screwed up because if you're working on the compiler team your job isn't to worry about spec performance is it i mean yeah to meet their the nba nfl rules it really <laughs> is you're working on the compiler so i, huh. I it could just it, as i see matt says it could be taylor swiss ball yeah oh, oh yeah she loves <laughs> compiling uh well uh, yeah I, that's why i need to call you up gordon uh you know and, and get the get get the real deep information uh but uh, r- real quick before we go uh can you can you confirm or deny that uh during your medical leave you've been working on a jump to conclusions matt i have i've, I've been working on a whole bunch of new technologies okay nice <laughs> now, I, i'm gonna should i bring it up here one of them Sure. Yeah. yeah. Hold on. Do you I want to pitch this in public, though? Matt, but I will. This could this could be big for you, Will. Okay. This is a secret. I'm not, not telling anybody else about it. We're going to make a lot of money here. Email it to yourself so first. This, is, this this applies to AI performance. Now I know a lot of people like they're looking at AI performance. Like this is awesome. You can do video now. We can replace Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, you we can replace uh, with AI. We can now replace uh, writers. Um, we can replace uh, accountants, uh, lawyers, all kinds of white-collar jobs. That's just the wonderfulness of AI. Having machines uh, erase uh, jobs across the globe, which I, I, that's the beauty of AI. It makes it so wonderful. So I have actually been working on this whole time. Okay. Now, 
it's to bring AI to where we need it to go. Yeah. Which is AI in the C-suite. Oh, I'm 100% down for this. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Because a lot of people are like, I need to make AI so I can basically gut my workforce and get so much more work done. <laughs> so, But what, what if, what if you got that just, work done at the top? Like more effective right, right. work done at the top, cheaper. Well, so I've been training uh, LLMs, uh, video, and um, C-suite decision makers um, for AI. So like my AI, like so like I have to train like does the AI? Uh, do you want to fly coach on Southwest? Do you want to fly uh, first class, or should we get a private jet? Oh, now, um, my AI. I've been testing it. Uh, most of the time, it wants private jet, so I think I've got it correct. Oh yeah! Uh, and in fact, the AI the AI decided that after we've eliminated most of the workforce and um, other jobs at the corporation, we can now afford a private jet. So, oh, of course, that is because smart. We have. I've trained my uh, AI CEO to make these decisions, like these layoffs, are- yes or no. Eighty-five percent of the time. The AI says layoffs, yes. Oh, so I know it's wow. working correctly. And it says private jet. So I, I, I think if I can just simply figure out like all kinds of things, if I can make the AI so where it is indistinguishable that it, uh, it's it's a it's a CEO or whether it's an AI CEO, I, I I'm onto big big money here, right? Because- I, I, I love it. I love it. But you need you need a catchy name though. That's the only thing, Gordon. You, you need some really good. You, know, you need marketing name. help. Yeah. yeah, you need a market. You need a CMO, but yeah. the AI version L- now. L- friend of show, Liquid R says, uh, uh, "You call it Bill Jobs, <laughs> the AI." I don't know what. What do you, do you got? Jobs. Any names? Yeah, Bill Jobs. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 working on that. Okay. Uh, so the thing is, I, I've I've so in addition to working on um, uh, AI CEO training, okay. <laughs> I'm also working on AI marketing. I think I think I think this is the way the real money is at. Gordon. Yeah. Think of the, think of the so savings in carbon yeah, emissions. It'll just simply create. It's going to simply uh, create these AI um, uh, marketing uh, uh, ideas that will be exactly will be nearly indistinguishable from you know AI and what a, a person does. So again, we can we can then eliminate those as well, and the AI marketing campaigns will just you know talk to other AIs, and the AI CEOs will talk to the other AI CEOs. And yeah. Then, I, I love it. We can all meet each other on the unemployment line. All right. So, and you're you're taking uh, rounds of funding for this uh, right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is there any other ways you think I I should train like the AI? Because I obviously you know um, private jets layoffs I've got. What what are some like, like other kind of classic? I want to say something. Oh, I don't know if you can uh, hear me. Yeah. I, I guess we, we could beef up uh, who the AI CEO blames. Oh yeah, yeah. We we definitely need somebody to blame. Uh, Elena has a uh, a suggestion. You you can't hear her, so she's going to tell me, and then I'm going to tell you. You're going to do it with an Elena voice. Yeah, Elena. Go <laughs> oh, ahead. No, I'm I'm yeah. Go, go ahead. Oh so, boy, I'm about to find out how Adam thinks I talk. Um, I I'm curious. Maybe can he? He's going to have to figure out a solution for how the AI C-suite uh, exact. AIs, I don't know you want to call them, uh-huh. are going to justify their salaries while making those layoffs. Like, oh, I'm really curious how he's yeah. going to... Res- and 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 maybe the potential like divide by zero scenario where the AI has to justify its existence even though it actually put uh, a CEO making millions out of a job. Like, is the AI going to take that money? You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's like some things around that that I, I'd like to know more about. 
Yeah, Elena has some really, really good uh, things that she needs to know more about, uh, like a- AI. Uh, you know, uh, making sure its uh, its existence uh, is is understood. It has to rationalize its own existence uh, while it's laying people off. Uh, so, Gordon, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to really, you know, train that AI really well in order to get Elena's money. And you know how you know how tight she is with her money. <laughs> Yeah, and also I've uh, I've decided uh, the AI because once we tie it in with uh, the new Sora uh, OpenAI uh, video, uh-huh. the AI CEO can actually you will you will have the uh, press AI conference CEO of your small startup um, when you're basically canning everybody uh, on the video in the Zoom call. That AI CEO will I I originally I. I advise the AI CEO to be like really kind of nice, uh-huh. but um, no, you I can't do that. I, after training the AI uh, by having it watch layoffs of companies and where the CEO is blaming the workers and yelling at them, I've decided the it probably is more correct to have the AI CEO technology um, actually uh, get on the Zoom call and yell at you for the problems of the company, mm-hmm. and then that would actually that would actually be closer to. Uh, to uh, what a realistic uh, well, AI. I, I had no idea that this whole time, you know, uh, you, you've been training all these these large language models uh, from your home. Like it's it's just a lot to, of work. Yeah, just to fire so, us all into the sun eventually. Yeah. yeah so I what you're saying that is much. that when when you come back I'll to the podcast, idea, you're gonna you're gonna let us all go with AI. Uh, yeah, I knew it. Skynet AI. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, uh, keep working on it, Gordon. Thank you. Thank you for letting me call you uh, out of the blue. Because uh, this was not planned at all. Completely not planned. Yeah, not, no, not, not at all. <laughs> I, I was about to get in my car and drive down the street at um, 23.2 miles per hour. Oh, God, no. Get on the freeway. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. smiling. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I, look, you have been, been listening. Working. Okay, he's been listening time. this whole time. We know he's been listening and just yelling at his car radio the whole time. So now it's an opportunity for him to yell at us uh, live, which all is right. great. All right. Well, we, yeah. Th- thank you, Gordon. Uh, be, be sure to do that. Report the results to us, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll look for your for your new AI. Uh, hang hang in there, Gordon. Miss you, Gordon. Yeah. Miss, good good yeah. to hear from you. Miss you, dude. Yeah. We'll uh we'll we'll have you on again soon. <laughs> yeah. See you soon, everybody. All right. Thanks, Bye. Gordon. Gordon. Um, Awesome. Good. Good to hear from Gordon. That was a uh, that. That's not. That was not an AI. I have not been training a Gordon AI. It's, you uh, can't that, capture that, that level. Real, of, yeah. You can't capture yeah. that in AI. <laughs> yeah. They're too busy making extra fingers for yeah. our hands. AI is not smart enough to do a callback like that. Uh, no. So you, you'd have to train it real quick. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I don't know how much more there is to say about here. Um, Seems but, like a nothing burger. Uh, Gordon Gordon didn't say nothing burger, but th- yeah. th- to me that whole thing sounds no. like a nothing burger. Yeah, well he had his he had his journalist hat on, so yeah, you know, one burger in one hat, the hat in the other hand. It's not nothing, uh, but it's not something. Is how I'd I, how yeah. I'd summarize it. So dig yeah. more into it though. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean that that was cool that he had dug into it enough to to be like, hey, one of the results was from from Cisco. It wasn't even Intel running these results the whole time. Yeah, it just was Intel parts. Uh, so. Anyway, uh, let, let's move on to uh, anti-lag plus because that was another um, uh, story that that went up. I, I will say after after last week uh, flubbing a couple times with with Brad, where I was like, "Oh, hey, here's a story over on 
on Tom's hardware. And Brad was like, oh, we got a story, too. I was able to make sure to put in the description. We have a story on this one as well. I noticed uh, all yeah. of them. All of the links that you sent me this week were PCWorld.com yeah. links. Not, so all, not all of them, Adam. but, uh, you know, most Adam of them. Adam forgot we have a website. <laughs> no, I did we, we do some great stuff on the website. It's just, you know, when, when I Google it, sometimes our website is not at the top. Uh, so Anyway, wow. Mike Kreider. Uh, Site, a, colon, PCWorld.com. Yes. Oh, there we go. I should do that. Um, Mike Kreider had an article about AMD's Anti-Leg Plus coming back after an ignoble exit in 2023. Subhead is uh, Franco Azor says the latency-busting tool re- will return soon, uh, hopefully without tripping anti-cheat systems. So the funny thing is about this, um, I actually first noticed this uh, on my when I was running... Uh, um, Hack.exe? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, I, I was testing out uh, the 7800 XT and uh, 7700 XT uh, when we got those in uh, for review. Brad wasn't able to do the reviews, so he sent them to me. I did the testing for him, and he he did the official reviews using my numbers. But I in when I had it in my gaming system, uh, I, I was trying to run Call of Duty, and it kept crashing. And I was like, huh. That's weird. I'm not sh- quite sure it was crashing. So, you know, one of the first things I did was go into uh, the uh, Radeon software and, and change all the flags to default uh, so that it turns off all the optimizations and stuff. And, and then it was running. So then one by one, I kind of turned each one back on. And sure enough, it was that anti-leg plus that was making Call of Duty crash. And whatever, at the time, it wasn't pertinent to the, the benchmarks that I was running. Uh, I did tell Brad about it, but, you know, we didn't follow up on it or anything. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, to, to hear that it was actually uh, kind of tripping anti-cheat systems uh, and actually, it didn't happen in my case, but it sounds like some people were actually getting banned because of it. Like so. back bans, which are like Steam-wide yeah. for everybody that uses Steam's anti-cheat. Can, can you tell it's me more news. about, like, what, what that is for? I mean, obviously it's for, for cheating, but how, how does it how does it like how does something like anti like plus trigger cheating because that's obviously not cheating but somehow it got thought of as cheating well so the way most anti-cheat stuff works is it looks for um software that's being injected into the into the game so uh, you know you replace oh, okay. a dll with another dll so it's like hey this this dll isn't the same as the others or this 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 spot in memory isn't the same as others got it, got it. and at that point it's like oh you clearly you're cheating because you're using cheat engine plus or or one of the bazillion of other tools that are, that are used for that um there's a bunch of different ways that anti-cheat stuff uh, makes makes that difficult to do. Like mm-hmm. easy anti cheat basically just takes the entire amount of memory that the game wants and then scrambles up the positions for everything so mm-hmm. that you can't say oh this this bit always does this flag on the game this makes you invulnerable this uh, does this this okay. this this. Um, I I don't know exactly the mechanism for VAC, but the idea is uh, AMD was injecting a DLL into the games that it supported Anti Lag Plus with, and VAC was seeing that, and presumably Call of Duty was as well, mm. was seeing that and saying, "Hey, this is bad." Now, some anti cheat when it fa- when it noted- thinks you're cheating just flips a switch and crashes the game silently without leaving like a crash in the in the Windows uh, error error log or, or stuff like that. Um, it seems like on Counter Strike Two, it was just saying, "Hey." This person is a dirty cheater, and we're going to eat them from the game forever. Ooh, Which, and also because it's VAC and it's Steam wide, it's Ooh. all other VAC enabled games, which is like most mostly Valve stuff. That, that's first. rough. I mean, I guess uh, yeah. A couple follow up questions for me. Number one, wouldn't wouldn't AMD done testing on this? How how did this not get seen? So, before, I mean, sometimes beforehand? sometimes you don't. Sometimes it doesn't. Like it's it's not a hundred percent. 
right? Mm. So usually, my I don't know exactly how VAC is implemented in Counter Strike Two. You can do like often you'll have like heuristics that that then have it do the look because you don't want to dig into people's systems if you don't have to. Mm. There's all sorts of different ways people could implement it, mm. and it's and it's entirely possible that like the VAC bans came late. So maybe they oh. maybe they tested this internally, everything was fine, and then Counter Strike Two came out and they're like, hey, we got this, it's working, and then mm. the VAC bans all landed like two weeks later. Weird, yeah. Well, anyway, I, I guess it sounds like uh, that the. Uh so a- after this happened, they they pulled it out of the driver, uh, and then um, now they're they're going to be bringing it back, uh, presumably with some uh, some changes to to make sure it doesn't do that. I uh, I've, I've I don't know exactly what entails the the changes, um, and maybe I yeah we can have uh, Frank on. It's been a while since we had Frank on, so I, I think it'd mm-hmm. be nice to to have him on. Um, but yeah, uh, he they also uh, according to Mike's article, which Mike hi is in the chat. Uh, yes, mm-hmm. you do exist, and and I love you, Mike. Uh, he said uh, uh, Frank declined to say exactly how soon we can expect to see anti lag plus again. Uh, the less complex anti lag, the without the plus, is still available and ha- has been available, uh, but it is less effective. So um, the the other question I have is uh, so I mean anti lag plus uh, the the reflex. Um, Nvidia's version, which is Reflex. Uh, God, what, what is the? It's Reflex. I, yeah, but Reflex. What, what? What? Like the the newest one that came out. Um, oh, the one with three point five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I, it's. I mean, the thing about Reflex is it's the developer has to implement it themselves. So you like Nvidia is yeah. not injecting it into the games. You you have to support it, and basically it's part of the DLSS plugin for oh, Boost. Boost, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that's the newest one. But specifically, this is for uh, situations where you're using frame generation too. That's kind of why why the, these are come hand in hand because they're trying to reduce the latency for frame generation. Uh, and they're saying, hey, if you turn on uh, reflex boost or uh, anti lag plus, uh, that kind of helps ease some of the, the latency it, stuff. It matters especially on games that are CPU bound, where your GPU is running full bore all the time, and you get the more more frame lag. I think that's right. Hold on, I'm thinking about that now. I'm a little worried, <laughs> but but yeah, um, and and yeah. So Reflex Plus, these both are really really required, I think, for frame generation because your your input latencies creep up quite high mm-hmm. if you're generating frames and you don't have input la- input uh, lag reduction on. Mm-hmm. So um, to the point that Nvidia requires Reflex. I, I think Reflex is required on Nvidia so they get the motion vectors so that they can do. Um, so they so you can do the the prediction inside the mm. frames. I don't know how it works on the AMD side actually. Well, how you do a lot of competitive gaming. Uh, I am a competitive. <laughs> yeah. So do you? Yeah. The oldest competitive gamer. But you're you're not using um, frame generation in the competitive games that you're using. No, because I mostly play Fortnite these days. Uh, okay. And, and so Fortnite runs on a forty ninety. Fortnite runs at the settings that I use at like three hundred and fifty oh, frames okay. a second. Um, but I do use Reflex but because of the reflex. because the okay. input input latency, especially when you get at those really high frame rates, it it matters because you want to have you want each frame and each input to be synced up basically. Yeah. So so but it is something that you do care a lot about, like have, yeah, having I about a lot. But I care about it. I turn I, I take the time to turn on Boost. Okay, on okay. the Reflex side. Uh, Elena, a, a bird has told me that you're you're pretty competitive when it comes to uh, Overwatch Two. Uh, Oh, no, let's not confuse playing (laughs) competitive (laughs) modes with being competitive. That's those are very, very distinctive ideas in the English language. (laughs) Separate and distinct. Well, in Overwatch, do you know if they have any of these uh, these technologies to to reduce lag? 
I I don't pay attention oh, because okay. I'm in paper plastic bag tier. So, <laughs> like, well, but maybe if you turn it on, you know, you would all, then just all of a sudden, uh, you know, boost oh, the diamond. No, tier. we would just miss our shots even faster. That's all. <laughs> it's um, the thing. The thing that uh, when when Reflex first came out, I talked to a couple of PUBG pros about this, and the thing that they said um, was that they're they had learned they learned to account for the input lag by aiming a little bit ahead or a little bit behind when they're looking for really tight headshots mm. and when they flipped the reflex on they had to retrain themselves to actually put the cursor on the head oh. rather than account for the the input latency in in their brains in their very good brains that are much better than my brain <laughs> well so i mean but it sounds like it's something that it's worth using if if like it, it's one of those things that I feel like NVIDIA pitched it to us, and I, I don't know if I buy this, but mm-hmm. NVIDIA pitched it to us when they were rolling out the first version of Reflex as a way to make the thing that you think is going to happen more likely to be the thing that actually happens hmm. because it reduces the the gap between where your cursor needs to be and where you think it needs to be to to land like a, a headshot on a five pixel wide you know, head and Counter Strike or Valorant or something like that. Huh. I don't know that I buy that. I, they had data to back it up, but you know, you know, it's most publications and like even me as somebody who was playing PUBG a lot at the time, I, I'm not equipped to like. I don't have the kind of reflexes to to validate or invalidate those claims. Well, or, I've I've heard frames wins games. That is, so. I believe, the official motto. Yeah, is that? Of, uh, <laughs> Wait, is that another? Is that another shirt idea? No, no, no. no, no that's, that's an Nvidia, Nvidia marketing. Yeah, yeah. Scheme, uh, oh. marketing. <laughs> I think no, I mean, like, now, we could do a sh- we could do a shirt with that. I'm just saying. And it's just a bunch of window frame, like picture frames. Or like you know, like you used to have like the Windows error, like you just have like. Oh, oh yeah, like just them coming up. Yeah, the, oh yeah, the blue yeah, screen, like, or yeah, blue yeah. screens inside the, <laughs> the picture frames. I like that. That would be funny. That would be funny. Uh, yeah, I. I mean, it's one of those things that that. I mean, I think I'm kind of more in Elena's camp, and I don't do a ton of competitive. Or I play games, but I'm not competitive. <laughs> In any form or fashion, <laughs> when we, yeah. When I when I play with others, I, I play with with Willis, you know, yeah, no, quite I, often. Adam's, and, Adam's chill, yeah. yeah. And, and I'm just like, you know, I'll, I'll play with somebody like Luis, and he's like, the point of the game is to win. I'm not having any fun unless I'm winning. And I'm like, I, the point of the game for me is just to have fun. I I, I don't care if we win or lose. I'm That's just here so to have fun. Funny. See, this <laughs> is Luis is like the most chill guy in the office. Yeah, yeah. And well, he's he's probably watching right now. But yeah, he's the one yelling, yelling, yelling. Take the shot. Yeah. Take the shot. Willis. Yeah, yeah. He's just like, oh my god, I keep we lost. <laughs> and I'm like, eh, it's still fun. I had fun. This is the secret of Battle Royales, right? Is like you play Battle Royales, even if you're playing with a squad, there's 24 other teams in that game, right? <laughs> yeah. So like if you win one out of out of 10, you're doing you're doing better than the average, yeah, right? It's still fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, I, I, I play. <laughs> so I think the other, another reason why I don't uh, think about it too much, and uh, I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of groans in the chat, but oh, I almost comes. exclusively play on controller. So Did you turn you know. on motion smoothing, too. Depends on the game. Yeah. Oh no! Yeah. So not no 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 not for movies. I'm not for, for games. Movies. Yeah yeah. <laughs> That's uh killing me. for audio listeners. Will just like backed away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's no, backed uh, away from Adam. Put his head in his hands for a moment. For those who don't know the canon, uh, Jeff from Craft Computing sat on this podcast and said that he turns on motion smoothing. I like. I wasn't gonna narc TV. him. Yeah, I'm gonna narc him because Jeff. Yeah. Wait. That's the he okay. did. Yeah, he yeah. said it publicly. 
He said he turns on motion without smoothing. Without shame? With, I feel no, like he, he didn't have he, shame. He expressed, no. expressed a slight amount of chagrin when we both hit the floor. Yeah, but he was ready for it. I think he knew. Yeah. But he, for games, yeah. I'm, I'm okay with you know film yeah. grain, chromatic aberration, like things like that in a game. Like it, I like bells and whistles. It was, I, I like But visual. seriously, that was the, the most nuclear take I've ever heard on a podcast. I think. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I, hopefully, I will see him uh, again soon. And. Oh, Actually, you know what? We're going to make a video just on that. We should, I think. Yeah. Uh, oh, no. yeah. Motion smoothing. <laughs> After this, That's he's going to be controversial. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 think I don't know if he's going to Computex. It might be the first time I see him. We uh, should but. we should make a t-shirt with like a smooth, like, you know, you've seen Smooth Yoda. We should make Smooth Jeff where he's just, <laughs> he's he's just super over like, plastic <laughs> Jeff. <Yeah>. Oh. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Well, hopefully, once again, anti-leg. Look for it in the, the stores near you if you're a Radeon user. Actually, you know what? Guess what? If you, if you win this this awesome Starfield bundle you can you too can use anti like plus uh, when it comes out you get to so. experiment for yourself yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah so uh, not much to say there uh, look out for it I'm I'm, I'm curious uh, the the testing and and the new implementation like I said hopefully I can maybe uh, you know I'll reach out to Frank it's been a while since he's been on so I think it'd be good to catch up with him um so, but the the last topic uh, is uh, power supply changes. Let's move over here. Uh, this this kind of encompasses a lot of things. Uh, so, first off, I guess there has been some rumors about a, a new redesigned uh, sixteen pin version of twelve volt high power. Uh, you know, upcoming and oh, it's it's only going to you know it's it, it's mandatory for RTX five five fifty series five thousand series whatever. The rumors right now, we're we're, we're not going to get into that. You know, I feel like we've talked about the twelve volt high power thing a lot lately. Does so, that, does that mean I have to get an adapter from my two eight pins to my twelve <laughs> pin to my sixteen pin on the next video? Exactly. Card I get? Yeah, I I don't know. You know, oh. uh, there's information out there. Uh, nothing enough uh, that I felt like we we need to really dig into. But something that when we were looking over over the things to talk about this week, I th- Elena, it was you, or was it Gordon? who, who tipped Gordon. us off yeah so uh he he tips off that there's a link in the description for a lian lee power supply that they just launched uh that's l-shaped this specifically so oh crap i, sh- I don't I sh- know if this is l-shaped this is like a it's like a it's like got a flange <sighs> yeah. Lip. yeah yeah so lip. okay it, it would be a real fat l on for, for people watching on videos uh, imagine this is a power supply uh you've got the the um, adam's holding up a box yeah it's a box, CPU box uh, you know you got clear. the ic cabled power switch back here on this side are the uh you know the the uh, pci power plugs uh on this side so one of the problems especially for uh dual chamber designs which have gotten pretty popular. You you would say dual chamber is like definitely like a, a popular case design, Elena, right? Sorry, I the, the video started going in the other video oh. and I was like turning things <laughs> whoops, off for whoops. a moment. One uh, more time, du- please. Dual chamber case designs. You feel like it's it's pretty popular. You would agree? It's been for a while. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, so the idea is that you know when it's in that dual chamber spot, it's it's kind of hard sometimes to plug in. I mean, crap. Even in a normal case, yeah, sometimes it's, it's hard it's to plug in as well. To plug in cables. Uh, yeah. Usually you want to plug it in before you put it in. But uh, so what this Lian Lee thing does is it it, it adds a little like shelf. Kind of like that. I'm just <laughs> so now Brad yeah. has now Adam has hung his phone off of the side of the, of the, of the, box. Of the box. Yeah, for the audio where listeners. the where the plugs that go into the computer bits inside the computer. Yeah, would go. yeah. So it's it, it's almost like it, it shifts some of the plugs down into a spot where if you had this mounted uh, like this uh, that you know if it's in a dual chamber design, uh, you could plug it straight into the back. It's almost 
kind of like the whole uh you know uh backside motherboard connection thing too where it's an ease of use thing to say hey if it's in a spot where you can just physically look at it and just boop 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 plug it straight in um I kind of like it. You know, it it obviously adds a little bit of length to the GPU because that that little shelf, you got to account for that little shelf uh, overall. So, you know, it depends on the 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 size of the case and the size of the power supply, but having that little shelf like seems like it's a a, a nice little quality of life thing, right? I mean, so the thing I don't understand because I've never built one of these dual chamber cases before. Oh, really? Is is that flange flush with the barrier between the two sides is that the idea or is it like yes yes okay yeah then yes that seems like it would be a lot easier to build it except it looks like the big chunkiest cables are still coming out of the back of this thing so then you're gonna have like cables that are working at right angles to each other and that seems like it would be bad so i looked at this Uh and i'm looking at it now and i'm one of those people unfortunately that i don't visualize well so I, I usually work best when I actually can see something in person and kind of like actually put it in 3D space. Mm. Uh, so looking at these flat still images, I'm I'm still thinking like it seems like a boon, like it seems like it could be useful. But I also wonder if it's only really going to be useful for bigger dual chamber cases like mm. the O11 Dynamic, mm-hmm. because if from if I'm understanding it correctly, so the the plug is now facing outward towards the side of the case. So when you plug it in, that means your your plug is sticking straight out towards that side panel. So yep. you're going to need a certain amount of clearance for it, right? Correct. And if you're trying to do this in a small form factor case, which also has like dual chamber kind of like what we call really sandwich style cases, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's not much space sometimes. So even so, if you're trying to do like a high power build in that, because most of these are, this is why I think it's maybe designed for a bigger like a, at least a you know mid atx size case because i think these are like high wattage power supplies that they announced so yeah, like it's like 1300 1, yeah. watt but people do build powerful small form factor builds it's just i i i still think like the 24 power pin connector that thing's chunky right so it's just coming straight out this way i yeah. I think I'd have to see it in person to to get the advantage. Like I do think it's easier for like rewiring, right? Like how many times it's non-zero number of times of <laughs> I've not properly seated a power cable during a live build. <laughs> yeah. There's there's video proof of this, so I can't deny it. Uh this makes it a lot easier to check those cables, oh, right? Because it's not like it's not like down there and you're not like trying to be like, what's going on? Yeah, or you add a new device and you need to like, yeah, exactly. need, like you have to plug yeah. one in after it's already built. It's it's just a disaster. Yeah. I also love that this has a USB hub. The things that I thought they were hanging out of oh, the side no, 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 are it, actually USB power. Yeah. Hub. It, no, it's it's extra power headers. Yeah, so, so yeah, for yeah, like yeah. lights oh, and stuff man. like that. Which that's is so good. That is yeah, that, that's the other thing, like holy crap, I, I didn't know that that was a thing. Uh, but yeah, like if, if you can give me more USB headers, like hell yeah. I, I had to buy an internal header USB hub. Oh, just to get more? Because I needed more. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so they do have it pictured in a case in their live stream thing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know the mm-hmm. cases enough to, to say which case this is. Maybe somebody in, in the chat uh, knows a little bit better. But it, it does look like a bigger case. Um, yeah. So yeah, there, there's room. I mean, obviously a lot of it does come down to cable management too. Uh, so, you know, like, but I mean, with the idea of having, 
having more ease of use. I, I like this, right? I, I really do feel like we're kind of in a spot where people are rethinking stuff and kind of like trying new stuff. Uh, one of the other power supplies that, that we had seen, and actually I, I have got hands on with it. I don't, I don't know, Elena, if you've messed with it, is the, the Corsair, sh- what is it, Shift? Um, nope, I haven't touched that at all. Yeah, the, yeah, the Corsair. Also, I think, just to answer your question real quick, I think that's an o- O11D, one of the variants of the uh, okay. 11D. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the Corsair Shift, it, it, kind of, the, it's a similar idea where you're trying to put the plugs in somewhere that's more accessible. So say once again, this box is is a power supply, um, the IC cable at the back, the power supply button here. Usually the the, the PCI plugs are on this side. Uh, but what they did was they they shifted. Eh, you see how they oh, did that? Yeah. They shifted the 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 plugs to this side. So if you're in a normal traditional case, uh, you just pop open pop open. Uh, open the side panel and you've got the plugs right there rather than having to, to kind of you You're, know figure out a way to to look here but once again much, it's gonna have to be a really wide case though for that to work because yeah, those cables yeah. don't bend which once again i mean they they showed it off in a lot of corsair cases which yeah. do have the the depth but yeah that, that that is the one downside and i mean the same thing for the the rear side power connectors on the motherboard that's the same thing if you don't have enough clearance on the back side so- so it sounds to me this is not necessarily a design issue with these new power supplies. Like I think these are innovative and in a good way, but it sounds like they're almost incomplete solutions because they sound like they pair well with 90 degree cables, right? Like they, it sounds like they should be releasing with 90 degree. Yeah, like, where you have like cables. a tall connector that comes up on the back one so they can come straight out. Yeah. So yeah. like say, cause yeah. Cause if it's facing straight out towards that side panel and you're trying to put in something like a 24 pin, uh, cable like if you could somehow convert that to be in a 90 degree angle cable then you wouldn't have to worry about that clearance as well, much i mean looking at the photo though i mean like and they you know they have pictures of it plugged in like they have they don't have right angles plugged in and because of the depth of oh, the power supply no, already no, sorry. for the shift for the shift oh, for the shift, for the shift. Yeah, 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 yeah for the for corsair the shift. shift i mean once again the shift and i mean here, here's the thing right We've talked about it many times. ATX is a specific spec. People have just been, you know, building ways the 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 same way. A lot of these things, the shift, uh, this uh, Lee and Lee power supply, which actually I don't remember the name. Do they have a name for it? Uh, it doesn't really say. Uh, the it, it oh edge. Ed, edge series. There we go. Um, I, I like that one too. Uh, they. The, these are, are just shaking things up, right? Really, you know, trying to be like, hey, what, what if what if we didn't do the normal ATX spec? Yeah. And yes, it means you have to think more about compatibility. Uh, you know, th- things for this. Uh, you know, probably probably better in a bigger case. The the Corsair Shift definitely better in a bigger case, and you, mm-hmm. you got to think about clearance and stuff like that. But I don't know. I, I just like the idea that we're we're oh, seeing sure. experimentation and trying new things. For sure. Uh, but it, yeah, it does mean you got to think more about compatibility. Well, and stuff's yeah. still fitting in the same basic shape at this point, right? Like they're still, they're still taking the same. Hey, this is the size of a power supply. Right. The, the thing I haven't seen anybody talk about with the Leon Lee, uh, with the Leon Lee uh, power supply, is that this actually might be an easier to manufacture design. Because I, my guess oh, is that this is all so. this that this board. This is one planar board instead of a board with a right angle coming off of the back of it for the power connectors. Because mm. typically, like, there's no pictures of this open. Oh, obviously. I see what you mean. But usually, there's a, there's a pl- on a power supply. There's a board that's flat along the bottom. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. heat sinks and all the stuff that comes out of it in the fan above that. And then there's a plane that comes up 90 degrees out of that that main board for the power supply that has the back plane that all the power connectors mm. go into. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and and with this. That I don't think is necessary. So it could be an easier to manufacture, like 
could be more efficient too. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you're, well, you're losing. Well, failure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, uh, maybe yeah. cheaper to manufacture. So. I mean, they might really like these, and they probably charge a premium for them right now. So. <laughs> I, I mean, I think it is. I mean, and they do seem like really high end, high spec kind of, uh, uh, kind of power supplies. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm into it. It's fun. Um, you know, the the other thought I was thinking of is too is a you know we like the fractal torrent has the power supply in the top. Uh, I actually wonder if that that would work well in that scenario so you're too. Plugging in, plugging up. Yeah, yeah, like like this. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm into it. Anyway, fun fun stuff. I'm, I'm glad people are experimenting. This is good. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, yeah, hopefully we can get one in. I, w- I would love to try to build in it. We do have the uh, O11 Vision uh, that we've built in, but not, not with this. So, uh, fun stuff. Uh, yeah. Landly had some other announcements, but we, I don't know. The the power supply thing lo- looked to be the, the most interesting. And once again, Gordon was very interested in it because of... Uh, changes to atx and i i I don't have his actual wording uh up but yeah essentially he was just like oh man yeah i I love seeing these changes (laughs) i do wonder how this will pair with the back connect stuff because they also announced an 011 vision back connect version oh oh, dang it all right we got the wrong one (laughs) (laughs) look i have a dremel we can make that (laughs) (laughs) there's a dremel behind you somewhere in the boxes sure yeah yeah (laughs) Now, so, oh, hey, oh uh, Matthew, a friend of the show, Matthew Lang, happy birthday, uh, says uh, uh, I could see it as good for somebody with a test bench, too. Yeah, oh, that's true. I like that. Um, speaking of people with test benches, uh, we're going to we're going to grab some uh, questions uh, and give them answers uh, right now. Let's uh, to finish up the show. If you have questions right now and you're watching live. Uh, get them in and at PC World. That's kind of the easiest way for us to see it. Uh, if you're watching or listening to this later, which I know a lot of you do, uh, the best way to get a question in for the next episode is uh, to go to our Discord. There's a link in the description, and we have a, a question channel over there that you can get your questions into and hopefully read on this show. I'm going to start with one that, that just came in today because uh, I think it's kind of an interesting one to to get it started while others are, are asking. Um, let's see. Uh, front of the show, sort of fast said uh, uh how many pcs do you own what are the specs and what are they used for i'm not going to read that last le- sentence because it angers it, me no 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 you have to say it you have to say it. it's part <laughs> right, of the question right. it is valid well it's not a question it's just comment uh and no adam your handhelds don't count I, that's a you you called me out specifically uh also I, as as a joke i did follow up and asked if max count uh you know so I also but, asked if laptops counted, yeah, and, laptops, he's, and yeah. he uh, sort of said, no, we're just talking about desktops only. Oh, laptops don't count? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, because, yeah. If you, uh, anyway. What about a server? Our show is not about Yeah, laptops. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, a headless server. Server you know, NAS. Yeah, NAS. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. It's hard. I, I think there, there's we're kind of in a different situation in some ways. So I, I kind of want to hear, will you? I cause, pay for all my hardware for the most part. <laughs> yeah, you don't do any testing. You don't have, okay. you know. So main gaming PC. Okay, what are the specs in that? That's the thirteen nine hundred K with the forty ninety. Okay. The old gaming PC, which is now the stream PC, okay. that's a ninety nine hundred K with a thirty eighty or thirty eighty Ti. I think. Mm-hmm. There's uh, the old old streaming PC. It's aging under my desk to go to electronics recycling. I pulled the drives out of it. Okay. That's like an AMD uh, Ryzen thirty six hundred. I think. Oh, okay. Um, there's my daughter's computer, which is a Ryzen 5600 with a 3080 or 30. It's either the 3080 or the 3080 Ti. I can't remember which one. 
There's a B-Link mini PC in the garage that's like a headless server that runs a bunch of Docker containers for Plex and a bunch of other stuff. Okay. There's a Synology NAS, which is a Celeron, uh, I can't remember, maybe a 33, I don't know. It's it's like it's like a five bay, it was a five bay $600 Synology. I just looked at the price and made sure it was Intel so I could get quick sync. Okay. Um, and then there's a bunch of old maximum PC pieces. There's like a I have a iMac I have a Mac G4 tower, the wow. pre cheese grater one with the slide down oh, door out there. Oh, nice. There's an iMac that's the aluminum unibody one out there. Just storing just, them. They're just aging. Yeah, yeah. The the look. I'm gonna go tell you a secret. The iMac, the Mac with the pull out door. Uh-huh. It's like an ATX case, but it's reversed. And someday oh, yeah. when I have a lot more free time, I'm gonna put a real computer in there. It's a, yeah, but it's, it's a, a substantial it's a engineering yeah. challenge because oh, yeah, everything's like chirally upside, upside backwards. Down. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then there's like an old dream machine out there that I keep threatening to bring in and always forget when it's oh. the day to come in. There's um, I have an old server that's like 10 years old that has about 18 platter hard drives that I don't think would even turn on now probably. <laughs> I think the RAID card in that one died. Oof. I don't know. But in reality, it's That's like a lot of seven hardware. machines that are running okay. on the reg. Okay. Six machines that are running on the reg. All right. And what about handhelds? Because guess what? They do count. They're PCs too. I just have a two Steam decks. Two and, Steam decks. And then a Switch. Three Switches because well, yeah, everybody yeah, in the family a got a Switch. That's for, a console. I'm going to, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to hold it there. That's, that's yeah, a console. A, okay. 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 Um, <laughs> so I guess you don't want to hear about the 3DSs and no. the, and the. Okay. I mean, I do. But not for this question. Okay. Uh, <laughs> or uh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah that, that's laptops. actually a lot more than I expected. Uh, it's gross. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah. My power bill's bad. Yeah. Elena, <laughs> I feel like you're probably the next one to have a lot of computers. I I'm still taking notes. Oh I no. Okay. So come back to you. Oh. She has a scroll. Wow. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. Well, on the. How about you, Adam? Uh, yeah. yeah. So for me, I I will preface to say, I mean. I've been working here long enough. Like I don't, I actually try to think about it. I I don't think I have any personal parts left anymore. I, I, right. I might have parts, but they're not actively in use. So, I mean, one of the things I, I, I do appreciate about having this job is that, you know, I mean, we were able to handle hardware all the time. So all like, I actually do like to, to build, uh, machines and, and kind of use them, uh, you know, just, just to see how, how they are, you know, it, 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 I don't know. It it, it give, gives me a sense of like, oh, okay, like sure, there's the benchmarking and the testing and stuff, but actual real world use, I like to be able to to have that as well. Um, so yeah, all all these are, are work machines. Uh, so I, I've got my my desktop machine, uh, which is like my editing rig. Uh, that is a a fourteen nine hundred. No, is it a thirteen nine hundred? I oh no, it's a thirteen nine hundred K with a 4090 i'm actually going to downgrade that one because i feel like i don't need that much power i'm trying to do less editing and and we don't really stream from from home that often so like i think i can get away with with something smaller on my desk there um the my my gaming rig which is hooked up to my tv small form factor got a 7800 x3d with a i had a 7900 xtx but i've been using lately a, a 49 or a 4080 in that i'm one I'm i want to go back to that 78 7900 XTX. Um, there's the hat. Uh, now I think about it, I, I have two testing benches. Now that I'm doing a lot more testing, you have a CPU and <laughs> uh, card test bench. Yeah, I have two test benches. Both of them are identical, or I try to keep them identical. As of right now, one of them's AMD, one of them's Intel. Uh, so I'm doing CPU testing and, and GPU testing on that. Uh, I've been testing the 8700G. Um, so on on the AMD system. So that those specs are kind of moving in and out. So I have three desktops. 
one small form factor, or I guess the small form factor is a desktop, whatever. And then I, I've got a lot of handhelds. So I, yeah, I try not to keep too much gear at home because especially, I mean, it is work stuff. So like I, I try not to crud up our apartment and try to just bring stuff in. So yeah, every time I, I drive with Willis in the morning, cause we carpool in together, uh, I'm usually like, I have like, all right, well, I got a bunch of boxes that I have at home that I need to come into the office. So it's a trunk load. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I try to keep it minimal and handhelds right now. I think I only have three. It's, it's funny though, because when, windows based when we were doing tested stuff well, in linux when i was doing tested stuff you had to, i had to drive i couldn't take bart because i if i was taking <laughs> right? Bart, i'd be carrying three thousand dollars worth of computer every right? day yeah. 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 yeah yeah so i mean we're able to take the bus every once in a while but yeah for the most part like i i try to keep less stuff at home because yeah it can pile up like that's the thing you don't realize is that when you're constantly getting stuff you know sent to you like it's hard storage is a problem yeah it's, it's, <laughs> so uh, this is yeah. the, i'm sure people at home are like oh, i know yeah, i know so i know sorry. i'm sorry they, I, yeah they can't yeah, find a place yeah. to put all and, the new and organization so yeah a lot of people don't probably don't notice but like like i've been trying to reorganize our storage it's here it's, yeah yeah so yeah it's unbelievable uh, yeah it's a lot of stuff okay. anyway but in fairness, yeah. part of it has to do with the fact that real estate is so expensive in the Bay Area. Like I have friends who live in, I don't know, not even not even rural Pennsylvania or whatnot, but they're just like, yeah, I have 2,500 square feet just for me. I have a guest yeah, room and I an wish. office and yeah. an office for my office. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm still I trying to figure out how to cram more onto a single like six foot you know wire rack <laughs> yeah, well, yeah it's like it's like your ikea your ikea um the the square shelves are the most important thing in my house because you can pack all board games computer stuff all sorts of stuff on those things <laughs> yeah um all right my turn oh yeah, yeah. I don't, you've, you've done the calculations I don't have nearly as impressive a list as as well but uh i'll start with the work related stuff so i have four uh, currently four different intel NUCs in play Ooh. right now i use them for because they're low power you know they're basically like laptops without monitors so um a couple different generations like one's pretty old one's in uh, broadwell one's like bean canyon which is like eighth gen uh, uh i have only one or two uh 12th gen ones that i'm using and these i kind of rotate through like software testing because on the pc world side i'm doing a lot more software coverage right now um and then related to a feature that i was supposed to publish like i don't know six months ago i i was doing some just kind of informal how much how much how much gaming power do i need relative to how much i want to pay electricity costs kind of thing uh so i've been also doing some gaming on a phantom canyon nook which is like oh, i want to say ninth gen 10th gen cpu but paired with um an rx 2060 mobile chip so it's mm. it's it does pretty well it's basically having gaming laptop without a monitor attached um and it's like pretty good for overwatch like uh my my comparative system now we're starting to get into the stuff i built and i use uh, is a 5600g system like literally that's it there's no discrete graphics and i wanted to see like okay like what's the power consumption on it and how how good is it i i I prefer the 2060 mobile system because it's a little bit prettier. If I want to do replays of dumb stuff I've done in game, like it doesn't look <laughs> as bad. Um, 
And then uh, I have a 5900X system uh, paired with, the, I think I tried to cram a 6800XT in there. Uh, I haven't confirmed it's full, properly working because I don't use that system as often. Mm-hmm. I was going to make it like into like a rendering thing. I'm going to like retool my systems. And then I have the 2700X paired with a 1080 Ti. That was like my main system for most of the pandemic that I don't use as much these days. Um, Hall of Fame card right there. Hold on to it. I know. It's not, it's it's definitely going to be that meme where it's like the Grim Reaper comes and it's like, <laughs> are you, am, am I done now? Am I going to heaven? He's like, no, I'm just putting you in a different rig. Exactly <laughs> what's going to happen with it. Yeah. Um, and then for, I, I feel like I'm missing one or two systems, but uh, I definitely have my Devil's Canyon of my 4790K system. Mm. That one is like my Blu ray DVD archive system, let's oh, call it. Oh, okay. Uh, so that I can put it uh, on my on my uh, NAS for Plex streaming, uh, and I think I've got a 1070 in there uh, for funsies. And then I don't know if I'll ever. It's like, please just let me retire. I just don't. <laughs> but I have my 2500K system still. Um, and I think that one's paired with like a GT 480. Like I I was not going for anything super <laughs> high powered back then. There, but, there's, yeah. there's, a, there's a real interesting question because I retired a Broadway like when I bought that that NAS the the Synology I re- literally replaced a Broadwell E machine that had like FreeBSD running on it and at the time FreeBSD's power management was real bad so it was basically just running this Broadwell E this high high power <laughs> terrible efficiency Broadwell E chip <laughs> at full speed all the time and like my power bill went down twenty bucks when I turned that thing off. <laughs> <laughs> like par- part of it, it was at the time I was on. Uh, it was running twenty four seven, and I was on the the PG and E has screwy plans where like if you use more power than other people with the same house mm-hmm. in your neighborhood, then they charge mm-hmm. you like mm-hmm. increasingly uh, higher rates the mm-hmm. more the more electricity you use. I've been doing so much testing that I'm hitting that <laughs> for my apartment. Well, yeah, yeah, and like I live in a neighborhood with a bunch of old people and no kids, so they all have uh, tiny little TVs and like no, they don't have. An unusual number of computers and you know anyway <laughs> uh buy an electric car is my advice for that then then you get on a different rate plan that's much oh, better nice um <laughs> but yeah so like th- there's real there's math on it might be cheaper to upgrade your computer than to keep running like old broadwell e-machines Elena, that we need to talk about <laughs> yeah. i think a great article yeah. like I, I finally retired this because yeah <laughs> Well, and uh, the- oh, somebody in chat just said, "Does anyone have a Raspberry Pi?" And that's actually oh, oh. true. We could count those because those are computers. Oh, add me like I have yeah. three. I have one. <laughs> I have. Th- oh, I guess I have two because I, two, th- I have four, and then I also have a Mister, which is kind of like a Raspberry Pi, but not exactly. Uh, yeah, oh. I didn't think about those. Yeah. That Mister can be any computer they can up be to like a four eighty six. Yeah, there you go. Uh, FPGA. Uh, all right, Willis. The the one with probably the the most normal amount of computers at home. <laughs> yeah, I mean just 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 the two, just the two. It's fine. Well, uh, no, you got a Raspberry Pi as well. So. Oh yeah, three. Do you there have you a go. laptop? I do. We're not counting. We're not counting on that. So yeah. So I mean, you have a that would probably put Will way over. I don't. Yeah. I only have. There's only I think two laptops in my house right now. My wife's MacBook and my daughter's uh, school laptop. <laughs> I think I. I think I have two. Maybe three. Yeah. Yeah, I not, have five, I think. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so just a normal two, uh, one for work, one for entertainment. So for the work one, uh, I was trying to think of it this morning. I believe I have the Be Quiet Silent 
base uh, case that's sporting a uh, 12900K and a 3080 EVGA, which I, I love. Collector's because, item. Yeah, <laughs> collector's item now because I love the RGB. I, I have It's all full RGB because you know, yeah. RGB makes me edit faster. You know? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it does. <Yeah. laughs> zoom, zoom. Benchmarks. Zoom, zoom. Yeah. And then uh, for the uh, entertainment that I have in the living room, I'm sporting a Fractal Terra with the, the nice jade color one. Mm. And it has the, uh, I believe this is the ROG Strix Z690i, the mini i ITX mm-hmm. uh, with the uh, MSI Ventus 4080 and then a 13 uh, 700 on 9K. Uh, yep. Yeah. Just to yeah have a little bit of entertainment uh, in the yeah. living room, which is, looks really nice with all the plants that, you know, next, next to it. <laughs> yeah. A lot of computers. We've got a lot of them. Too many computers, guys. Yeah. What, no what, such thing. I, I love this comment in YouTube chat where Patrick Sullivan says, this segment makes me feel normal. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. No, it, it, it happens, right? Uh, I mean, once again, like I, uh, yeah, my, my wife will come in the in the the office and she'll be like, do you, do you need all these computers? I'm like, yeah, I do. And then she's yeah. like, do you need all those handhelds? Now where I'm like, mm, I don't. How many hands do you have, Adam? <laughs> How many can you use at a time? Uh, you Wait, know, are you AI? Uh, I could, uh, yeah, I could have the extra. You have extra fingers. fingers. It's, it's yeah. one for playing, one for sniffing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, yeah I gotta have my sniffing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I, I, I will say when my daughter was, I like she was, we were at school thing, and there were a bunch of kids there, and like some of the older kids were making fun of her for wearing. One of the older boys were like, "Hey, you have a Fortnite shirt on. I don't think you play games." And she was like, "The heck I do." They're like, "What do you play on PS4?" And she was like, "No, I have a gaming PC." And they were like, "What?" And anyway, it was it was a good dad moment. Yeah. I was like, "Yeah." Yes. I hope she. Yeah, I yeah. hope she challenged them to a match and then wipe the floor with them. She, she's a, she is surprisingly competitive. Like she gets she gets real sweaty in a way that I don't at the Fortnite. She'll she'll come in and when like she, when she when she like she gongnums on somebody when when she gets a kill Dang. and she's like somebody's watching me. I'm gonna dance, make them watch a bad dance. <laughs> I'm like, That's, That's pretty good. That's pretty yeah, good. Wow, I like it. Um. We a couple more questions. We'll get out of here. Uh, we do have a, uh, uh, a seventeen Danish crone from friend of the show Eek forty four. Glad to glad to see you in the live chat. Uh, says uh, nice a twin or pleasant. Uh, I, I don't remember what the the reference is into, but thank you. Uh, we have a question. Oh no, I'm going to save this one. Uh, the other question is from a friend of the show Davina. Um, will SSD capacities increase on average in 2024? This is a good question because I know there's been some reports about prices going, you know, kind of creeping back up. What about capacity? Or you know, I feel like two. I mean, I feel like four terabyte. Like you can get some four terabyte ones. I think eight terabytes, like the biggest one you can get, but the prices are still crazy. But you can get real big if you're willing to give up. If you're willing yeah. to those long boys in your computer, yeah. But uh, like I, I like I feel like. I mean, still, five, twelve, one, and two terabyte are like, like the you know the mainstays. Do we do we think capacities are gonna keep going? I mean, I feel like capacities are slowly increasing, but I feel like because of the pricing, we're not seeing it accelerate as rapidly as before. Uh, just because it probably has something to do with demand, right? Like if you are releasing an eight terabyte drive for what is it i forget they were going for these days four hundred dollars i don't know maybe 350 and no not like a ton of people are buying it you know i don't see why i mean 
if Gordon were here, I'm sure he would say like, you know, the, the march of progress always moves on, but I feel like we've kind of gotten in, into a bit of a rut where I wouldn't equate it exactly to the era of like nothing but four core chips from Intel, but I think it's a little like that because there's nothing like external kind of pushing pushing on that. Yeah, I, I, I have like in my editing rig, I think I have like three two terabytes yeah, I have four two terabytes in my machine yeah, right so now. Yeah, like, so like, but also the the way I like to configure, I actually like to segment stuff on different drives, so I, I don't, like, I don't think I need any of them to be more than that. Um, so eight terabyte NVMe drives are like 1200 bucks. it whoa, looks like, whoa. Uh, street. Whoa. Eight terabyte uh, SATA drives are a little more reasonable at 530-ish dollars starting for good ones. Hmm. Um, but like, it seems like two terabytes is kind of the sweet spot right now, right? Two terabyte drives are are much more reasonable, yeah. and like a four terabyte Samsung. I'm looking at a 990 Pro here on Amazon is 320, which is which seems about seems about right. I, like we saw some two terabyte prices under 200 bucks, all the way down to 100 for some kind of you know maybe not the fastest ones. Yeah, uh, around the holidays. So it, it feels like it was, it, feels, pretty, it was getting good. Now it's going back up, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, but I think, I think, Elena, I think you're right. I mean, this is price and demand, and like when the price for the NAND goes down, we'll see them jam more NAND onto the onto the SSDs because they need to move. They need to, they need to get rid of it so they can get the supply Fire back share. down Everything so the demand go. goes back up. Yeah. Well, you you know more developers than I do. Uh, what what do you, development needs a lot of space too. What, like what would you what do developers need like more than two terabytes you think well like it, projects I mean, it depends on the or, game right you know, like if course. you're building yeah, a yeah. pixel art game then like 300 yeah, yeah. megs is probably fine yeah, whatever. uh but but if you're if you're um like our, the anacrusis is the thing i know the most about we, we spent you know it's a uh kind of double a indie game right uh, and it was 300, 400 gigs with all the all the source assets because like oh. the th- the thing that people don't realize is your source assets are are a lot bigger often than like the, the assets you ship in the game. So of course, like, that yeah. baked down to a 16, 15, 16 gig game. <clears throat> now the the challenge is if you have to have multiple versions of that project on your drive, which often you do, often you'll have like a staging branch and a dev branch and the dev branch is where you're doing your day-to-day work. And then the staging branch is where like the engineer who has to like get everything ready to go for the, for the main build. So, so like, yeah, two, two terabytes is a kind of baseline, I think for, for, especially for artists uh, who are going to keep a lot of the source material. Yeah. I think, I think I have a two terabyte in my gaming rig and I was like, Oh yeah, whatever. Like I feel, I mean, I could download, of the games that I'm like either actively playing or that I'm like, oh yeah, I'll get to that some point. So I mean, like I'd say, you know, a couple dozen games I have downloaded on there. I'm never stressing out that two terabyte. Like, I, and, and handhelds. A couple of my handhelds have one terabyte, and like, yeah. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah, like five twelve. Like I still think can be doable in a lot of situations. I, th- I think if you have multi drives and I th- stuff. I think my launch Steam Deck. I bought the five hundred twelve gig version, mm-hmm. and it immediately felt small as soon as I installed a couple of big AAA games on yeah, it. Yeah. And it depends uh, on the game for sure. The OLED, the yeah. OLED has a terabyte, and it feels spacious. Yeah. Like I, I feel like one. I, I feel like like if I was building a machine today, and somebody was like, "Hey, what size SSD should I buy?" And I, I'm looking, even with the higher prices right now, I think two terabytes is where I would, for a C drive, two terabytes is a good place to start, I think. Or one. I, I th- it depends on what you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're yeah. not playing games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, um, is, one is doable, especially if you 
are more on a budget, you can pair it with a, a spinning platter drive for pretty cheap. And so you can kind of do like the whole like swaparoo, or, you know, kind of thing. Or even get a SATA SSD and plug that in instead of a spinning platter. Like you can get a, yeah, like, the, like those, those multi-level NAND SSDs, they don't, their performance isn't the best, but it's way better than a spinning platter drive, uh, especially for reads. So. Yeah. It is, but also you can't beat the size capacity <laughs> That's true. Yeah. for a spinning platter. So it just really depends size your <clears throat> case, use case, yeah. all that kind yeah. of thing. Uh, speaking of pricing, a uh, friend of the show, Geneva one g one gave us a $5 super chat. Thank you so much. Said, uh, well, dang, SSDs are getting expensive. I picked up a pair of 8 terabyte uh, Samsung 870s for $370 in that September. Is a smoking Woo-hoo! deal. Last year was so good. Last yeah. year was so good. That is, that is a good one. <sighs> yeah. So, um, uh, we, we got another super chat from uh, a friend of the show, Evo Cotti Productions. Haven't seen you live in a while. Thank you. Glad, glad to you. have you here. Uh, $10 is always appreciated. I, I love it. Uh, said, uh, I love you guys and I'm happy to catch you live. Glad to have you here. Um, my question is, have any of you experimented with a local language model, a local large language model yet? If you have, what are your impressions? Elena, first I'll ask you. No, not yet. Uh, I am disappointing. Yeah. Willis... Have you, no, no. I, I haven't. I've I've been in talks, and Gordon and I have talked about it too for like testing and stuff like that. But I haven't actually set anything up. Will I feel like you're probably the only one who might? Have I've messed around with a local. I've done stable LLM. diffusion stuff locally. I haven't done any LLM stuff. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, stuffs stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, sorry. I, I kind of don't like them, Adam. Well, but what if what if you no? could uh, you could train it to be a CEO like Gordon? I mean, that sounds like a, the one. <laughs> maybe maybe Gordon found the one exception to the. Hey, maybe LLMs are bad. Rule. I'm I'm curious. <laughs> it's a curious thing, but yeah, like I guess the better question is local versus cloud. I like, think they're if both you were pretty to... bad, man. Yeah. Huh? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Adam, yeah. you missed the last comment uh, from. Well, I was going to bring it up. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Long live Star Trek: The Motion Picture. There you go. Yes. <laughs> Will. I'm a fan. Wait, have we asked them this question? Are you a fan of Star Trek? The, the I, number look. one, the first movie. <laughs> so. I will tell you, I saw number one at a very formative age. I, uh, I, dang, I saw right. it, and Hell Gordon and yeah. I have very similar feelings, if I recall, on Star Trek. No, no, he, no he doesn't like the motion <laughs> oh, picture. He hates yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he <laughs> thinks oh. it's boring. I, I can he, feel I mean, it. I, I'm he not, pretend yeah. fell asleep during the movie. It's, he's okay, calling Adam again right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> like, oh, Gordon's calling. He's like, I'll Star Trek the motion picture. <laughs> it's slow, but it's deliberate in a way that a lot of pre Star Wars science fiction is. It, it's, it's like, I love it. It's like kind of a shitty version of 2001, yeah, but with Star Trek characters, I which what? I can no, respect. Take that back. What? Two thousand one's a really good movie. Star Trek: The Motion Picture is fine I, for for what it is. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, also, Gordon hates uh, Alien. Well, uh, good. Like that's just the worst. Like that's almost as bad as the motion smoothing take from Jeff. Like <laughs> who can hate Alien? <laughs> okay, for a minute there, I thought you were going to say that that yeah, sweet. But that was a wor- yeah, no, so yeah. Literal, so like. Look, his, his thing's like, what, you, you like watching 20 minutes of uh, wet, drippy hallways? And I'm like, yeah, yes, it's, it's intense. It's a damn good movie. <laughs> everything else Ridley Scott has done with the Alien franchise has been everything. Each step further down that path has gotten worse and worse. But Wait, so Alien, you're Alien over Aliens? No, no, Ridley Scott didn't do Aliens. I know, I know. Uh, but James Cameron well, did but, Aliens. Yeah, yeah. Aliens is great. Love Aliens. 
I'm saying. But which one would you take? They're two completely different. Movies. I know, but if gonna, you could, no, I'm not. This is a trap. I'm not going to fall into this hole. <laughs> yeah. All I'm saying Smart. is that Prometheus and that the the next one True. stunk. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible movies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not, not great. Um, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll put Khan above uh, Khan above the motion picture. Oh though. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like Khan. Yeah. My my hot take on Star Trek is that the Voyage Home uh, sucks. I showed it to Lindsay. The Wales movie? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Movie. I showed it to Lindsay for the first time because it has San Francisco in it. And it yeah, it's, it's not good. Yeah, and I was like, mm, this is not as good as I remember. Nuclear Wessels. It's been a while. Oh, oh Al- Alameda. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, oh, we used to live in Alameda. <laughs> Shout uh, out to Alameda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. I, Yeah, it, it wasn't as good as I remember, but yeah, it's still good. I like it. I still I, think too. Yeah, when I mean the high point I of that know. movie is when Spock nerve pinches the guy with the boombox on the bus. That, that, that was pretty funny. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do that on Bart. Uh, anyway, uh, we, you know, yeah, we need to make a, a side podcast of Star Trek. It sounds like you're you're totally in. Yeah. I watched Search yeah. for Spock the other day because oh, oh. I hadn't seen it since I was like ten years old. Uh-huh. Yeah, I it's still it bad. Uh, okay. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. Wait, what's your take on Babylon Five? I thought Babylon Five was boring and tedious, and would rather have watched paint dry. Wow. Eject him out of the show. Okay, we're yeah, done. we're going to wrap we're it up will. here. Dang, uh, I think Elena's Lower Decks rips, pissed. though. I'm going to go ahead and get that out. Okay. And Strange uh, New Worlds is the best Star Trek that's been on TV since the next generation. Okay, okay, yeah. Uh, we have a couple of secret chats left, by the way. A uh, couple of secret chats left uh, from, let's see. No, I, th- I think I read them. All. Oh, no, no, no. We got one more. Yeah, one more. Well, I'm going to get to it. We got one more serious question. You're saving it? I okay. think I'm going to get to. Oh, yeah. Um... Well, I guess it's kind of serious. Uh, a friend of the show, Ivan RS, uh, uh, why hasn't NVIDIA changed the name of their GPUs to AI Force AIX? So instead of GeForce GTX, AI Force AIX. <laughs> so they're AI G- GPUs. I mean, they're making a lot of money on AI right now. Right? Yeah. yeah. Do, do you think they'll ever rebrand? Because, you know, there, there's... Well, what don't they have? They have the AI cards, the ones with no ports on the back. Yeah, but I, I don't think they're called AI Force AIX. No, the, the, I mean, look, clearly, <laughs> look, I, there's a lot of things I like about what NVIDIA does. Their branding is always a little all over the place, <laughs> and they'll like start a new name scheme, and then the next cards immediately throw that out and, and jack it up in some important yeah. way. Um, like, I still think that they should have called those, those uh, 3070 Ti Supers 3080 like minuses or something they should have like <laughs> like yeah anyway um i don't i don't i don't think I, they, I don't remember the yeah. name of those the gpus yeah I'm, I'm trying to look it up but i can't talk and do that at the same time uh oh and it, uh, uh will's just put a poll up this is a very important <laughs> poll everyone take the poll your preferred alien i mean movie. there's more to, there's there's like, more but yeah. this is the first four uh, uh yeah. the deep learning gpus is what they call those Tesla H one hundred eighty gig. That's what. Yeah, yeah. Deep learning GPU graphics compute card. Yeah. Only forty four thousand dollars on Amazon. I can yeah, get that. Buy it now. Uh, February twenty seventh to twenty ninth. What? You can't get. You can't get want, the two hour shipping. If I spend forty four thousand dollars. I want it tomorrow. <sighs> That's stupid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, I do like the Apple Vision Pro, Willis. Oh, I'm just kidding. I don't. <laughs> it's fine. It's neat. Uh, okay. Uh, last. Last question here uh, from front of the show. Coffee gave us five Canadian dollar super chat. Thank you so much. Get those Canadian bucks. Hey, Elena, I heard you found a rare flying spider card over the weekend. Can you tell us more about it? What the hell is a what rare is that? flying spider card? <laughs> I like spiders. So I, I was away for this weekend and I was this a pretty busy card? schedule wise. And 
I'm checking my phone for notifications and Discord has this feature now where like Amazon and other places incorporating AI, they will try to summarize, you know, at least in this case for Discord, they'll summarize discussions that are happening on the server or a server. Hmm. And I get this push notification that says, I think it was and it like named like Kaz MC and I think maybe Ziv and a few other of the Discord regulars. And they say that they're talking now about flying a uh, flying rare spider card. And I was like, what is this? I at first I thought they were talking about like Yu Yu-Gi-Oh! or like <laughs> some oh. kind of like like, <laughs> like collectible trading card game. And I get in there and like into the chat and it's like I don't even know what it was. It wasn't even like really related to spiders or <laughs> trading card games or anything. Yeah, I messed I'm up. just like, what is this? So I t- I have a screenshot and I just like put it in the chat and I go back to what I'm doing for the weekend. And everybody's like, what? And Kaz like, was like, I wasn't even in this conversation. <laughs> that is is the worst feature. It's I, I haven't turned anything off so fast in a long, long time. Sorry, that's, Discord. That's weird. That is weird. Uh, all right. Well, it sounds like a collectible. Uh, and you got to catch them all. Got to catch. Them I don't all. want any flying spiders, uh, Adam. Like no, spiders. no, thank like you. Spiders. They're fun. Um, hey, you have a pet, but I, we just got a new one. We have four now. So you have four spiders. Have four yeah, spiders now. Yeah, yeah. What kind of spiders? Do you jumping have? spiders. Yeah. So they're cute. Very cute. I'll show you photos. I'm good. Thank you, though. <laughs> yeah. No, okay. During lunch. What, you did, have you ever watched? Uh, I know. I know your your kid has probably watched the. Um, Lucas, the jumping spider. We don't watch spider videos. No, Lucas, house, Lucas, the, the animated. I doesn't you give watch him a name and it doesn't help. No, the one's the big cute eyes. We watch Bluey. It's a family of dogs. Yeah. They're friendly and you learn I lessons about parenting. I know you know what parenting. Lucas is. Yeah. Lucas is cute. Uh, Bluey's so. for parents, not kids. Yeah, That's the secret. Yeah. I do like Lucas, anyway. the animation. Yeah, but, yeah. See, Lucas, it's oh, a jumping you. spider. Don't, so cute. don't humanize. Yeah. Don't anthropomorph- anthropomorphize spiders. All you're doing is, like, your, your pro-spider propaganda is not going to fly in my house, sir. Jumping spiders are very cute. They help me get over my spider phobia. So, well, that's, yeah. I'm glad that that worked for you. Oh, yeah. I'm not interested in getting it. Like, I'm afraid of them for good reason, sir. <laughs> They're very cute. Uh, anyway, uh, that's it for uh, this podcast. Check back next week for your fix of PC talk on the full nerd. Don't forget to uh, go over to the the Gleam IO and uh, put in your entries to win this awesome AMD CPU and GPU bundle. Also, thank you to uh, Falcon Northwest for sponsoring this episode. Uh, you know, you know what. I- these, I don't think I ever smelled a Falcon Northwest. These uh, thumbscrews feel so good. On I the know. They, yeah, I've they're been, actually. I've been yeah, quietly like a good fidgeting fidget with them all after. Yeah. Yeah. Ivan did um, ask in the chat earlier, yeah, does it smell like the uh, Falcon Northwest coffee? <laughs> oh, that would actually be cool. No. Um, yeah. There's, there's a little bit of a, I'm gonna a, t- I'm a gonna, slight odor. I'll tell you, you pr- I don't think you were on here, but uh, I have a business idea. Gordon has a business idea. I have a better business oh boy, idea. Here we go. Scented <laughs> thermal paste. So that when when the thermal Wait, paste uh, heats up, you, uh, I know there there, really? yeah, there there is like a Japanese company that has like some fruit and stuff like that. But I don't want fruit. I want like coffee. Imagine if the, yeah this had like scented thermal paste with like coffee beans and this just a, like. But there's a yeah. monkey's paw someplace on yeah. this one because this is a I'm, bad idea. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go <laughs> over to Taiwan early uh, for Computex and and have some vendor meetings and hopefully you know partner up with somebody to make make this uh, scented thermal paste. Uh, big deal it's a big deal i'll put it in, in the the steam deck you know everyone's sniffing their steam decks imagine if you could have your own scented. are they really sniffing their steam decks oh yeah okay you don't know that's it's a thing i do it I, all the time I just thought that, like, sometimes do you never you sniff your, your steam deck 
No, man. Why? I'm a grown-ass man. <laughs> oh, it's fun. I, don't, I love the smell wow. of electronics. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to huff going my deck. Throat today. Uh, Call somebody a boomer. Hey, don't knock it till you try it. Look, <laughs> you can huff your own deck. Don't, don't sniff mine. It's back there. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to get out of here. Uh, let me go back to the notes. Uh, to listen to us on the go, uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, uh, anywhere you can point your RSS feed to. Uh, please do that. And while you're there, leave us a review. Uh, every time you do, it warms my heart. Adam smiles. He sends yeah. notes. He's like, hey, they left a really nice review. For yeah, us. no, the, like reading all those reviews this morning, I, I had no idea so many reviews came in. It literally it's, like it brought a tear to my eye. I was just like, dang, like, it felt it felt really good. Really so nice. thank you, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> it's really nice because yeah. a lot of times like you look at the YouTube comments and it's just the opposite of positive reviews. Yeah, you know, no, I, I, we got our, a good community. YouTube I feel, I feel like actually, our community is yeah. pretty good. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, I want to thank everyone for being on the show here. Elena, thank you for stopping by. Go, uh, go eat a bowl of cereal. Uh, if you're hopefully hungry. non-toxic yeah. yeah yeah it's fine it'll work yeah, out. it'll be fine yeah but it could be better or worse than sniffing steam decks uh will thank you for for joining us always so glad to always have you glad here. To be here yeah uh and then uh willis is uh is going to take us out of here all right so the poll is still going at 70 votes alien is in the lead alien, oh yeah aliens yeah, second, and then no, I, I guess no one cares about Alien Three or <laughs> Alien versus Predator. There's so much more, but you know, like those are the top. So, but Alien is in the lead at forty six percent. So, just FYI, boom. Um, gonna need to re- rebring this poll back up when uh, you know Gordon comes back. We <laughs> get, get his other hot take again. So, yeah. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you next time. Bye. Edible thermal paste. Ew. Next level. Oof.